Leading Ladies, a concert in celebration of Women's History Month featuring Kelsey Ballerini, Megan Trainer, L. King, Christina Perry. At the King's Theater in Brooklyn, New York on Wednesday, March 20th. Tickets are on sale now. You don't want to miss this amazing night of music dedicated to uplifting women's voices. With Kelsey Ballerini, Megan Trainer, L. King, and Christina Perry. Odyssey's Leading Ladies presented by Olay Body. Buy your tickets now at kingstheater.com. Rick, Jill, and Smokestack, having fun with the world gone crazy. All right, this is all brought to you by Fair and Fair, the update. Okay, so you know, it's funny how when you start digging in one of these people's lives, you always start finding skeletons in their closet. Remember that movie? skeletons. Remember that movie, Skeleton Key? Yeah, it's a good movie. Is that Angelina Jolie? No, it's Kate Hudson. Oh, Kate Hudson. All right, so... We all know about the Harvard University president, Claudine Gay. She testified at a hearing about anti-Semitism on campus, especially Harvard. She's the one that thinks it's okay if students hate Jews and want them all killed on her campus? Uh, I don't that far, but close enough. Through implication, yes. And, of course, there was the one from uh, University of Pennsylvania. She already resigned, so we scratched her off, checked her off. She's in the trash. We're waiting for Claudine Gay to resign or be quitted. You know how they do now. Nobody gets fired. They get quitted. You have 10 seconds. (laughs) All right. So um, we found something else out about her. See, Christopher Rufo is a guy that uh, does investigating for Daily Wire, I believe, right? And he does it further. He's he's a really good reporter. So he's looking in the Claudine Gay, and um, she has a PhD in psychology. Okay. So it turns out... She may have plagiarized her entire doctoral dissertation. Really? In a report released Sunday, Rufo and Brunette, who are the couple of guys that uh, deal with stuff like this, detailed accusations that Gay lifted the entire sections of text from other academics to pad her own paper. The dissertation was then submitted to Harvard for review in 1997, allowing Gay to obtain her Doctor of Psychology degree and eventually become the school's leading administrator, the president of Harvard. Wow. The same university that had 100 professors sign a letter to her wanting her to condemn Israel. This is what we're dealing with. They also allege that Gay composes an entire appendix in the dissertation directly from Gary King's book, A Solution to Ecological Inference Problem. I've read that book. It was Sunday. I had a great time. She just borrowed a few clauses in there. According to Harvard, such plagiarism is what Harvard calls verbatim plagiarism. It is a violation of the school's honor code and could lead to termination or dismissal. Yeah, I guess they really pressed that one. So we're waiting for Claudine. I guess this is sort of like, you know, I'm pointing the gun at you, but I haven't fired, so you better leave the room. Yeah. This is what this is. And deservedly so. Now, uh, there's a college. Before I say this, I do want to preface this by, there's another university in, um, where is this? Uh, Let's see. University of Washington. That actually has rules for faculty when you're hiring how not to hire white people? I'll get to that later, but you? I wanted to tell you that because the next thing I'm going to do is tell you something that some people, if they don't know the show or they don't know anything about what 50% of Americans don't know, that pretty much Kamala Harris and, and Jean-Claude Pierre mm-hmm. were all hired primarily because the color of their skin and their sexual organ. Yep. It's just not right. This is the same case here with the president of Harvard. She plagiarized her PhD 
They knew it, and they hired her anyway because she's black. And a female, don't forget. You know who that's offensive to more than anybody else? Black females? Black females. Because they are pandering to you in the worst way possible. Here, you're too dumb to just make it on you, so we'll do it on the color of your skin and your female genitalia. That's what they're saying to you. It's, it's, I never thought I'd see this. That's what's happening. Now, it's interesting about crisis and, and, and uh, controversy. The weirdest people come out of nowhere to glom onto it. I'm not saying they're wrong. I'm just saying it's strange. Dr. Phil, Dr. Phil, out of Dr. nowhere, Phil. does he have a new show? Yeah, remember we t- did a whole thing about it. That's right. I've got a new show coming out. Now, look. There it is. I had to pop out. Now, I'm sure he feels passionate about this. We all feel some passion about what's going on in our country. It's horrible. Dr. Phil came out and said this about the anti-Semitic behavior in our campuses. I grow increasingly appalled at the anti-Semitism permeating so much of our country, especially by so many students at our elite universities, which have become left liberal woke hotbeds, fostering intellectual rot How dare you sit there and play semantics with this congressional panel when you know what was done that day and what is being supported against your Jewish students? Every single one of you must resign immediately. Go yourself. (laughs) It's what Dr. Phil is saying. Yeah, I mean, Dr. Phil came out of nowhere with that, which is fine. I mean, it's great, but it's, it's just... It's funny how it works. It really is, right? Felt like it was what, time to speak up, I guess. What can I comment? You do feel better than I do. What can I comment on today? Now, look, what what could I possibly comment on today? <laughs> All right, so let me, uh, let's do a little contest. Who do you think glommed onto this controversy next? I mean, just take a wild guess. Who's next? Who can, oh. Who's going to come out of nowhere? You've probably forgotten that it even existed. Who do you think it is? Sesame Street. No, it's a person. Oh, Big Bird. <laughs> okay, Smokestack? Maury Povich. Oh, that's a good one. See, that's good. Sally that's... Jesse Raphael. No, I'm just going to play him and then you guess. Oh, who... him. It's a guy. Um... Okay, you didn't tell us it was a guy. Okay, you want to take another guess, Jill? I just feel bad, uh, so I'll let you have another guess. I'm going to say Bill Cosby. <laughs> Bill Cosby? Jill. Okay, I understand she's taking a shot out there because I did yes. say it's somebody it's you probably somebody, right. you forgot of. Okay, here he is. Uh, are really in some ways similar to all of those uh, almost 400 law enforcement officers in Uvalde, Texas, who were waiting outside and okay, unlocked. Okay, that's the wrong cut, but it is the right. Who's that? I was say, the, who is it's it? It's the right person, but let me play. I'm going to let you guess. Here's what he said about the uh, Harvard thing. Well, I was shocked uh, by the tone deafness uh, of those comments, and I think they got bad legal advice in putting together what they were going to say, and uh, they sure they certainly do need to clarify that. You don't know who that is? I have no idea. I don't recognize oh, God, his voice it's at all. so hot in here. It's so hot in here. Okay, give me another clip. Oh, oh there goes an iceberg. It's floating uh, off. Uh, it broke oh. off of my Antarctica. Uh, it's, it's Al John- Gore. Yeah, it's Al Gore. Congratulations. Al Gore showed up to make his comment about anti-Semitism. Yes, okay. Al Gore. Yes. Now, Al Gore is the same guy that just a few years ago compared Uvalde police officers to climate deniers. I kid you not. Just months after it happened. You know, the climate deniers... Uh, uh, are really in some ways similar to all of those uh, almost 400 law enforcement officers in Uvalde, Texas, who were waiting outside an unlocked door uh, while the 
children were being massacred. They heard the screams. They heard the gunshots and uh, nobody stepped forward. And confronted with this global emergency, Mm -hmm. what we're doing with our inaction and failing to walk through the door and stop the killing uh, is not typical of what we are capable of. He compared Uvalde. Because that's the only thing he has. He's built his whole life's empire, his whole identity on climate change, and he's got to insert it everywhere. It's me, Al Gore. You know, Al Gore. I'm super important. (laughs) Man, what a stretch. All right, so... You probably don't know who any of these people are. SNL's littered with people that we don't know and probably will mm-hmm. never know because they, they never go anywhere anymore. It's, it's not Chevy Chase or Bill Murray. Not that those people are angels. I'm just saying uh, they're employing B actors basically to do comedy. And that's why SNL sucked for so long now. Yeah, the only thing person I think I know on there other than Keenan What's-His-Face is Colin Jost. And that's pretty much it. Yeah. Michael Che. Like, there's very few super famous people Who's left Colin on there. Colin Jost? He's the one married to Scarlett Johansson who does a weekend update. You'd know him if you saw him. Oh, oh, the weekend update guy? Yeah. Okay. The, the good looking yeah. kind of guy? Mm. All right. Cecily Strong's been there for a while. Um, and oh, I know who she is. Yeah, she's been there for a while. I mean, but still, you know. But nothing's really happening yeah, with her. Uh, she's been, I think she's in like a Capital One commercial. Right. <laughs> yeah, she is, actually. Uh, and she uh, was to play Representative Elise Stefnak. She's the one who interviewed the president of Harvard and the president of the University of Pennsylvania. You saw the hearing or you heard it. We played portions of that. She's the one that's asking those two presidents, hey, when students go around yelling uh, basically death to Jews from the river to the sea or, you know, whatever, uh, genocide on Israeli and and Jews, um, do you have a policy that you can use to, you know, kind of stop that kind of stuff? And of course, you know the rest of the story. The Mm -hmm. presidents couldn't answer the question, therefore anti-Semitic, blah, blah, blah. One of them resigned. We're still waiting on Claudine Gay to resign. So they decided to open their, you know how they do that dead open where they just open right into a skit? Right. So SNL decided to do that. But uh, Cecily Strong decided, eh, you know what, This is I'm very uncomfortable with this. She, she was not comfortable with the open, but except she waited till the last minute not to do it. So they threw somebody else in unrehearsed. They did that with her. And then... The other problems with the skit was the names of uh, Stefanak, and remember the lady in the blue dress like looked like Mrs. Doubtfire after yeah. she lost she she was on Ozempic. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, they switched the names, so the whole skit started to fall apart before they even opened their mouths. But then the step in, I don't know who she was. She was um, doesn't girl matter. You've never seen before. Yeah, it was a newcomer, Chloe Trost, and this is how it opened up. <laughs> By the way, she's playing right there. She's playing uh, Stefanak, just so you know the context. She's playing Stefanak interviewing the Harvard president. Anti-Semitism, yay or nay? I'm sorry, what? Yes or no is calling for the genocide of Jews against the code of conduct for Harvard. Well, it depends on the context. (gasps) What? (laughs) That can't be your answer. You, pen lady. Same question, yes or no. Well, we are serious about stopping all forms of hatred, anti-Semitism, Islamophobia. The second one, MIT lady, chance to steal. And keep in mind, if you don't say yes, you're going to make me look good, which is really, really hard to do. So I'll ask you straight up. Do you think genocide is bad? Could I submit an answer in writing at a later date? winning this hearing? (laughs) Somebody pinch me.
Okay, bad acting, overacting, not funny, and insulting to a lot of people, especially with what's going on. It's, it's pretty horrific. The beginning was actually pretty funny. The first, I didn't play that for you because it, you know, it's just gibber. It was good. It was mm-hmm. actually it was funny. But this part didn't set well, and so uh, Cecily Strong was right to back out. Yeah, she was supposed to play the role, and she said, I'm not comfortable doing this. This is like borderline anti-Semitic. I don't want to do it. So she backed out, and when they put in this new girl, she... Wasn't rehearsed, didn't know what she was doing, but people were mainly mad because they thought it made the lady who was questioning the colleges for allowing this stuff to go on on their campuses, tried to make her look like an idiot for asking that question. So Elisa's office uh, responded. She said they were flooded with messages from thousands of Americans across the political spectrum, Democrats and Republicans, who were appalled and disgusted by the anti-Semitic trash spewed on SNL. Not funny, morally bankrupt, bad comedians. I would agree with the bad comedian part more than the other parts. The other parts, yes, that's there, but, you know, that's Saturday Night Live. But this was awful. Just as a comedy routine? It just wasn't a good skit. Yeah, it was terrible. So there you go. The worst cold opening ever for SNL according to most people. Because I've seen some really offensive skits on SNL that are funny and you don't like want to laugh at it, but you laugh at it. Even Colin Jobes during the during the weekend update, he'll go to say it and he'll like giggle at himself like, oh my God, I can't believe somebody wrote that as he's saying it. But it's what it's known for. But that was just a bad skit. Yeah, I mean, the beginning was kind of funny, the little lead in. Yeah, it was funny. Um, this is sort of a interesting story. College professor of peace. That's what he calls himself. I am a college professor of peace is accused of teaching support for Hamas formally in his class. In other words, not just by hanging out with the students and saying, hey, how about that Hamas, huh? They rock, don't they? No, no. Teaches it in his class that Hamas are freedom fighters. So he's already in trouble for that. He got suspended. He's tenured, so he's not some guy that just showed up. He works at an ultra-liberal school, Mohammed Jafir Mahadi, uh, called for the elimination of Israel in front of his class. He was discreetly put on indefinite administrative leave by Oberlin College in Ohio and scrubbed from its website last month. And nobody reported to any of the news outlets. They had to do a little digging. Some of these local news stations still do their job. The college is currently being investigated by the Federal Department of Education after a complaint that it abused the civil rights of Jewish students by allegedly letting Madhadi speak in favor of Hamas in front of a class. A class that obviously students pay for. The move by Oberlin to suspend Mahani 71 comes amid mounting fury at the college's failure to grapple with anti-Semitism in the wake of October 7th. Okay, that sounds like an open and closed story. Done, right? No. Hmm. (laughs) Now, it turns out that's not the reason he got suspended. See, in the 1990s, in the little investigation about him teaching, you know, Hamas as freedom fighters in front of a class, it was revealed... That when he was an adjunct professor at Columbia University, he had been accused of giving a graduate student 11 years his junior good grades in return for sex. Oh, look at that Professor of Peace. How about that? Professor Peace got a piece. Professor of Peace of Ass. (laughs) For grades. For shame. All right, deep fake is beginning to scare me, and I don't scare easy. NBC News has a guy by the name of Garrett Hake. He's a reporter and uh, does a fairly good job, you know. Um, the Trump campaign, somebody in the Trump campaign, you got to imagine, it doesn't matter, Republican, Democrat, you're running a campaign, you got thousands of people working for you. Right. You don't know who they are. Half the time somebody hired it, somebody hired that guy, somebody hired that guy that hired that guy, you know, you don't know. So deep down in the Trump campaign, campaign um, Chris Lavavetta, 
posted the video. We don't know where it came from, but they made a video with AI of Garrett Hake of NBC News, the reporter, um, doing a fake debate report. You ready for this? Here it is. I'm Garrett Hake, live from our NBC News debate hall spin room, where we are just hours away from five Republican candidates taking the stage. Okay, now, now let me... Stop, stop, stop. Okay, so on the stage is Ron DeSantis... um, uh, what's his name? Uh, Chris Christie. Okay. Uh, Vivek and Haley. Uh, Nikki Haley. Nikki Haley. Okay. So, so you know what he's talking about here. This is Ron DeSantis, an establishment rhino that wears insoles in his boots in order to look taller. And this is Nikki Haley. Nobody really gives a about Nikki Haley. Who the f- invited this guy? That's Chris Christie. <laughs> and this guy is probably just delivering pizzas. That's Vivek. Because he's wearing, uh, before the uh, debate started, there was a video of them preparing and he yeah. was wearing like a, like a, what do they call those shirts? My wife always wants, someone to, wants me to wear that I don't wear because I wear t-shirts with uh, I hate Biden on Polo it. shirt. Polo uh, shirt. He's okay. wearing a polo shirt and he's got a, 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 lan- a lan- lanyard over it. Yeah. So he looks like a pizza delivery guy. Okay. Anyway, nobody cares about these bullshit rhino debates. Especially when you know that Donald Trump is going to kick some ass tonight. And then, oh my God, NBC News, who obviously is just like all the other good networks, hate Trump, uh, lost their minds and threatening to sue whoever did this, but they can't find him. <laughs> so, so they don't have a sense of humor about anything. Oh, well, no, no. Especially when it comes to Trump's going to get kick ass in, in what's his name, Hake's voice. You can't be having that put in people's minds. How dare you? Are they going to sue the AI? What are they going to do? All right. Patrick Mahomes. I could give a rip about this, especially with the annoyance of having Taylor Swift all over me, and I try to wash it off, but... It sticks. you got to spray yourself first, and then she slides off. But yesterday, I'm watching the news, and of course, because they have to delete all the real news because they don't want to get into it, uh, this was the focus of everything. And now there's hashtag crybabymahomes. Did you see that? Well, it's because of the call made the other day. If you remember yesterday when I was talking about football, the Chiefs lost to the Bills, and then there was a call that was made that was disputed. And Brittany Mahomes, Pat Mahomes' wife, said that the referee was the MVP of the game because that call made the Bills win the game. And then, I don't know if you saw it, uh, Mahomes goes crazy on the sidelines yeah. to the ref, starts flipping out. Yeah, here's uh, when he's hugging the other quarterback, uh, you know, and they're making out and stuff. Uh, this is what he was telling him. Effing terrible. Yeah, a lot of crowd noise. You can't hear. He's, he's complaining. Effing terrible. Effing terrible. Worst thing ever. Effing terrible. He kept doing that and saying that. There he is. And now the announcers, because they want to. I'm telling you, man, this is all filtered down from the Taylor Swift stuff. Because now you can't criticize the Chiefs, apparently. You, you have to be with them. So the announcers chime in here without really seeing the play. They must have been out smoking a cigarette or something, because you can go look at it yourself. Here they come. What is going on here with Mahomes? I just said the frustration is growing. For Mahomes, he can only do so much. He can only do so much. You hear this crap? He can only do so much. So that prompted me to go on my laptop and actually look at the play in slow motion. The guy was offsides. He was in the neutral zone. He was lined up. His job, when, you, when you're a receiver, your job, if you think you're too far forward, is to look at the official, nod your head, make sure that you're not offsides. That's his job. They're trained to do that. 
The coach wasn't paying attention. That's okay. He claims he didn't. He wasn't told. It. He doesn't have to be told. Just the receiver has to know. It's his responsibility. He was over the line. Totally yeah. was over I the line. I think the reason it stung so bad because you know the combined play with Kelsey and Tony. I think it was, and they went and they scored, and it was like woo. And then they made the call, and they're like offsides, which negated the score, which made the Bills win the game. So they're like, yeah. what? And it was great. It was a great play. It really was. And Travis Kelsey involved. So of course, uh, Taylor was up there getting all uh, you know hot and bothered. So she was excited too, but it didn't work out that way. So Patrick Mahomes goes and still crybabying. He sounds like a petulant five-year-old. But that's what, do <laughs> you don't think any other athletic player would do that? Yeah. I, I mean, Tony, what's his name? Uh, Tony Tom, Mur- Tom Brady recently, when he was still in football towards the end, he, nah, he remember did. he threw a fit at the end too. Yeah. Like they, I mean, I think they do that when it's a call that goes against them. They're going to try to challenge it, even if they know it's the right call. Because if you try to challenge it and it goes your way, then what do you got to lose? But Tom Brady had a more serious look on his face when he walked up. They all have that walk-up look. Yeah. You know what I'm talking about? The, we lost the game well, look. Well, Pat Mahomes has this yeah. little baby face yeah. anyway because he's so young. So he looked kind of babyish and then pouting. he starts whining yeah. and pouting. I mean, it's I mean, obviously tough to swallow. Um... That's what I mean, not, not only for for me, but just for football in general. I mean, just wait a minute. I didn't. I never heard his voice. Is he Louis Armstrong? He's got a. There's a wonderful world. Yeah. To take away greatness like that, I mean, for a guy like Travis to make a play like that, mm-hmm. and who knows if we win? But as I know, as fans, you want to see the guys on the field decide the game. I get it. But go, wait, wait, wait. Go back to the part where you said this is bad for football. I mean, not, not only for for me, but just for football in general. I mean, next thing he's going to say, this is going to this is going to destroy democracy. I think what he's trying to say is, it was such an awesome play. It's a shame it didn't count. Yeah. Which is what he should have just said. You know, he said canceled out greatness. Yeah, well, it was a really good play. If you saw it, was. it, if it, it was it wasn't offsides. It would have been awesome. No, and he lateral the ball back. No, it was a great play. It was a great play. But at the same time, that happens a lot. Right. And the funny thing is, it happens a lot on really tricky little plays like mm-hmm. that. All right, so finally, uh, Ozempic and Wagovia. Is that how you say yeah, that? Wagovia, I think, is it's another form of Ozempic or is it a generic form of Ozempic? Yeah, I don't know. Somebody somebody messaged Ozempic. me the other day and told me it does the same thing that Ozempic does, Wagovia. Well, a new study is out now that not only will you lose weight on these drugs quickly, but uh, they'll reduce alcohol use. According really? to a new study, yeah, the latest uh, weight loss craze also could help people control their drinking. It's true, because I have a friend that's on it, and she can't really drink a whole lot. Because what it does is it takes away your appetite, pretty much. So you're not eating a lot, therefore you can't drink a lot. And she said that, it, like, she used to love wine, and now she can barely drink wine. She's like, it just leaves a terrible taste in my mouth, and I don't drink it anymore. She's, she barely drinks anymore because of that. You know, I've always fought... fought it's not a bad thing, but you know. Yeah, no, but I've fought weight my whole life. And, and you know, not not the 300-pound weight, not the kind that you see on the reality shows. I'm talking just in these uncomfortable, you know, a little... Like the tw- last 15 to 20 pounds. Yeah, like the yeah. majority of America struggles with that 15 to 20. Yeah, and some people like Smokestack here uh, struggle with uh, keeping weight on, which is... It's, which you, is an alcohol danger in itself. Right. <laughs> Lead study author Dr. Jesse, uh, director of the Obesity Medicine and Assistant Professor of Medicine at OUTU School of Community Medicine. I don't know where the hell that is, but I'm sure the tuition's low, um, said that uh, not only will it fight weight loss, but it also fights the, the drinking thing. Mm-hmm. However, you got to look in the side effects of these medicines. They're very dangerous, A extremely dangerous. Are. And according to one of my friends that's on it, because I do have more than one friend that's on it, and it's fascinating because I'll ask them, I'm like, so what do you, like, A, why are you, they're both skinny, so I'm like, I don't know why are you, and they were never heavy to begin with, but I was like, well, you know, one of my other friends. It's a lifelong thing. They won't advertise that, but you can, if you come off of it, you're gaining weight. This is a lifelong commitment. Well, because you never change your diet. I mean, I hate that because I, I love to eat crap, but 
I know that. I recognize that. I'm, a, I, I'm, on, I'm on my thing again. I lost 20 pounds, but I did it by eating less. Less. It's, it's, that's it. You don't have to take a drug. These drugs, you start reading about the side effects mm-hmm. of Ozempic or, or, or Wagovia, whatever that is. They're bad, man. Well, and they cause... Ozempic causes, not may cause, causes cancer in rats. And, well, I mean, that's rats though, right? But you know, another thing is, anytime you get into these medications, I'll share something with you. Anytime you get into these medications, that's like going to an extreme, which the extremes are never a good thing. Like I used to take diuretics, which like make you pee out all your water weight. Like if I felt bloated or whatever, I'd take I take thought a di- that was poopy. No, diuretic is water. So it's like, it makes you pee out all your water weight. Okay. And so it's like, it's called a water pill for females. A lot of times oh, you're prescribed okay. a water pill from your OBGYN if it's that time of the month and you feel bloated or you're retaining a lot of water. And you got to go to an event. And they give you a, a water pill and then it releases all the water from your body. So you get a you so you dehydrate. Yeah. Well, you ha- the weird thing about it is you have to drink a lot of water for it to work. Otherwise, it pulls all the water out of your organs and you'll dehydrate. See, that sounds like a not good thing. It's, it's not know, a good thing. You want to lose a couple pounds, you don't go get a gastric bypass. No, that's what I'm saying. It's not a good thing. None of these and drugs. And that was one of the things I believe, I wasn't told that, but one of my nurse friends told me that contributed to my heart thing was like, it's not good for your body. So it's no. like, I don't take, and that was a long time ago that I did that. It was just like the after effects years later it affected my body. But like, I don't take anything. Like, I will barely take a Tylenol. Well, you may want it's, to take this new drug. Can't I just buy a, an extra, extra, extra large? Well, this, yeah, just buy bigger clothes. <laughs> yeah, but this new drug, the thing that attracts me about this new drug, it, it's one pill and it takes care of everything you got wrong with you. Everything. Really? Yeah. Get ready for the first medication that treats everything. It's all in one pick. Are you overweight? I sure am. All in one pick can help. But I'm underweight. All in one pick can help. I'm losing my hair on my head, but I'm growing too much hair in my ears. All in one pick will move the hair from your ears to your head. That's the all-in-one pick promise. You'll never run out of things all-in-one pick will do. And every night I lie in bed wide awake. I'm so tired all the time. All-in-one pick will put you to sleep, but also keep you awake, no matter what time of day it is. Wow, okay. Uh, Well, I'm perfectly healthy. How about that? All-in-one pick will make you really sick, then nurse you back to health. Now, come on. All-in-one pick, the pill for everything. Available now. The Sunny Update. Leading Ladies, a concert in celebration of Women's History Month featuring Kelsey Ballerini, Megan Trainer, L. King, Christina Perry. At the King's Theater in Brooklyn, New York on Wednesday, March 20th. Tickets are on sale now. You don't want to miss this amazing night of music dedicated to uplifting women's voices. With Kelsey Ballerini, Megan Trainer, L. King, and Christina Perry. Odyssey's Leading Ladies presented by Olay Body. Buy your tickets now at kingstheater.com. Rick Jillen Smokestack. Having fun with the world gone crazy. Brought to you by All Electric Services. All right, so I guess people are tired of woke toys. Remember the other day we talked about Gavin Newsom having to, uh, I guess he, he, there was a bill that he was going to start fining companies if they didn't have a gender neutral toy section. Do you remember that? Yeah, well, well, what's going to be in that section? Like a little round wooden ball? Yeah, I don't understand what defines a toy as gender neutral. Because any gender can play with anything that they want to, right? The new Hasbro stick. Oh, wait a minute. That can't work. It's a stick. Yeah, I didn't know you needed to point it out. But Hasbro, sales are way down. And they are laying off 1,100 workers due to weak toy sales. Is it because they specialize in gender-neutral, non-binary toys? Well, listen to this. The CEO of Hasbro says, here's what. You want to know what's even funnier? That's not the part of the story that bothers me. Part of my story, the part of the story that irritates me is this guy is giving an interview about how he's going to lay off a bunch of people and they don't know yet. Uh. And, and I'm, 
<laughs> doing the story in the, in the media and nobody knows. Yeah, yeah. he's like, this, what did he say? The company cut. Uh, blah, 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 blah. The it's company cut. Twenty percent um, of its workforce. Where did it go? Roughly 20% of the company's workforce are going to be laid off this week. Some of the employees will find out that they've been let go later this week. This week? That part irritates me. Like, Jeez, they're Ebenezer going to be fired Scrooge. right before Christmas, and you're just chatting about it with whoever is doing this story, and they don't know that they're not going to have a job right before Christmas. That bothers me even more. What about that? Why do people always do that? You know, in radio, they're notorious for firing people right before the holidays. They well, all the time. Don't Why? Don't out that Christmas ham. I don't know if it's like a, hey, they're gone for the holidays and they don't come back and then we start the new year with a fresh slate. I had some friends that were fired right before Christmas. No, right before Thanksgiving. It was uh, Thanksgiving was a Thursday. They were fired that Wednesday. Wow. Literally the day before they were leaving for Thanksgiving. Well, you don't want to have to do the paid vacation thing and then fire them. That's bizarre why they do that. Well, it was interesting because they spoke about similar stuff that you that we speak about on this show, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. except they weren't lucky enough to have their boss actually on the show with them. Mm-hmm. So their boss would always complain about it, and they would always make fun of them on the show. Oh. Like if their boss complained about it, they had like a nickname for him and everything, and they always made fun of him. And, if, and if he would like file complaints about them, and they continued just to make fun of him. So they suspended them, and I guess they wanted to do, I forget the situation, but they suspended them, and then they broke the suspension somehow, and then they got fired, and it was right before the holidays. Wow. That's terrible. Is that the ones that we, is that from last year? Or? Uh, it's a couple years ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, I know who they are. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Um, you ever have people over? Rick's like, no, I don't invite people to my house. Nope. Um, and they won't leave. Oh, that's tough. I've had a couple of those. Yeah, that's and it's it's like you're the homeless lady. Don't she decide to leave on her own finally? No, I mean when you have people over, not not people that Family. are going to live with you, but it's you might. Hey, every I want you guys to come over for dinner. My wife's going to cook. We'll sit down. We'll hang out. And they come over at six o'clock, and it's like eleven, and people are still hanging out. And you're like, could you go now? Unless you're doing it too, and you're right, hanging right. out. But I mean. Nobody knows when to leave, even if you're like, hey, from yeah. 6 to 10. My cousin Eddie. Yeah, I, I just, like, I'm too subtle with my, hey, well, I'm getting kind of tired, and I'll do the stretch, and nobody seems to get it. So after a while, I'm like, all right, you need to get the out of my house. Right. Now. And just hang a please, sign instead you. of it saying, happy birthday or Merry Christmas. Did you see the memes? that someone hangs a sign that says, please leave by 9. That's what the <laughs> sign says when you walk in. You do so, get lost now, you well, so, the big sign in the front of my door in the front of the house says, go away. Okay, that works too. Yeah. But Martha Stewart, I like what she does. She is bulls to the wall, doesn't take any crap from anybody. She doesn't care. And I don't think, because she has Martha Stewart money and she's Martha Stewart and she just doesn't care anymore. Yeah. So she has these big fancy dinner parties and she was on the Drew Barrymore show the other day and they said, what do you do when you want people to leave? And she said, I just say, I'm going to bed and I get up and I go to bed. <laughs> I used to do that. See, I can't go to bed and know that they're going to leave. I have to lock the door behind you before I can go to bed comfortably. She said, look, if you need to go even more extreme than just say I'm going to bed and turn all the lights off. <laughs> they'll get the point. <laughs> leave and leave them in the kitchen. Uh, that's a good idea. So turn all the lights off. All right. Good night. I love how she gets straight to the point. It's the best. And speaking of Drew Barrymore, what has happened? Oh, daggone it. Do you see that again? That was a weird part for what you just said, Jill, that Martha Stewart was on the Drew Barrymore show, not Drew Barry on the Martha Stewart show. show. <laughs> well, what was so weird is I would think Martha Stewart, 
and I love Martha Stewart, what, that she would be like, I don't really want to go on the Drew Barrymore show because... It's like, I'm Martha Stewart. I can't do better than that. Well, it's very... The show is very gushy. And I I, lo- I used to love Drew Barrymore, but this show is kind of... It's taken a weird turn. If you remember her with Dylan Mulvaney and try to remove the fact that it was Dylan Mulvaney from your mind, just act, pretend it was anybody. She's sitting on the floor and she's holding her Well, no, her they hands toppled onto they, the floor and they yeah, were all no. touching and it was too much. Yeah, it's like, you know when you get maple syrup on your hands, it's all sticky? It's like that. So Oprah was on the Drew Barrymore show the other day and they're chatting about when COVID happened and you're, all the talk shows couldn't have a live audience and they were doing it from their homes and things like that. So for some reason, they got all wishy-washy. Well, Oprah didn't really, but Drew did. Drew is not only... If you... If you've ever watched the Oprah show back in the day, you know Oprah doesn't hug people. She high fives them and then clenches their hands, like folds their, her hands into their hands, right? Yeah, it's a Hollywood kiss. Yeah, she doesn't Absolutely. really embrace anybody. Mm-hmm. So Drew and her, Drew grabs her hands. Not only is Drew holding her hands, they're sitting on the couch. Oprah's sitting normally on the couch with her legs down on the ground mm-hmm, like you mm-hmm. would sit in a chair. Drew's all Indian style, you know, and all whatever. And she's got Oprah's hand. And her fingers are enlaced with Oprah's. And then she takes Oprah's hand and she's holding it up by her neck. And she's rubbing her arm. Yeah, Rick and I do that. We just rub each other's necks in the elevator. Yeah. It's really (laughs) weird. And you can tell that Oprah feels kind of uncomfortable. and, And as they're speaking, you'll see Oprah kind of like try to pull her fingers up a little bit like she's going to pull away like okay mm-hmm. now is a good time to try to yeah. you ever hug someone that hugs you just a little too long too long and you're why like, do you oh. always grab your crotch yeah so it just got super creepy and everybody was everyone went they flipped their you know what yesterday yeah. like, what is going on with Drew Barrymore why is she touching and caressing Oprah well she ended up on the floor with Dylan Mulvaney all gushy she, and she was, gushing around and she don't take drugs no more right no, no she's sober that's the problem uh, yeah maybe that's it She's, I felt like she was this close away from, you know when, I've never liked when guys did this in the past. You know when guys, you'll see at Hallmark movies, they'll caress a girl's face with the back of their hand. Mm-hmm. Like they take the back of their hand and they rub their cheek. Right. I, I think You don't the, like to be touched, so I, I By my husband, I do, but I don't, I wouldn't, I. She feels like a cat. She sniffs you first, then she'll rub her neck on you if she likes you. <laughs> Depends but otherwise on where. Around your ankles. <laughs> But the whole, I felt like she was just going to start rubbing her cheek, and it was just all weird. And the comments were hysterical. Everyone's like, what the hell is going on? That's too much for me. Um, and I'm glad you guys, last week, I broke the news to you that I, it was my husband and I were um, Christmas shopping, mm-hmm. and I wound up eating a cheeseburger. <laughs> yeah, if you don't know, she's violently vegan, and she brings <laughs> in vegan. mason I'm, jars with sticks and leaves and stuff she finds in the backyard. I'm not she's vegan. You're going to get a vegan that writes in and gets, All right, I'm, I'm, not, I'm a vegetarian. Vega vegan, whatever you are. Yeah, so. Veg- uh, she's still a cheese-arian, which is good. Yeah, mm. and I eat eggs, but uh, I haven't eaten meat in a really long time. Well, eggs is meat, right? Eggs is not meat. So anyway, eggs did, is not meat. Okay, can we deal with you later? Can did, I get on with the story? Did we have an adverse reaction from the meat? We didn't, did we? No. And you, you say you do it for health, so why don't you just meet up a little more? No, I'm good. Um, <sighs> I did it really. I was I had been craving a cheeseburger all week, and I was like, I really want a cheeseburger. And normally, if I craved a cheeseburger, I would just right. eat a veggie burger, but it wasn't hitting the same. Blah, blah, blah. <laughs> Long story short, it was cheaper to get the stupid cheeseburger, so I got it. Well, you guys got over it. I'm glad you did. Yeah. But I have some other news to share. Oh, uh, no. What'd you do? Because you guys always say I never go anywhere, and you always make you fun of me. You left Baldwin Park I by did. yourself in a car? I was with Harold. Oh, oh. We drove over to Castleberry. And you, you went to Castleberry? Is that allowed? Yeah. Did you get papers from the office at Baldwin Park? 
You may go to Castleberry. And I went shopping. I, my, we were just in like, Castleberry. You went shopping. You got out of the car. I went to Walmart. No, you did not go to Walmart. What? You did not, Trader Joe's. Whole Foods Joe went to Walmart? First of all, correction, I can't afford Whole Foods. I do go to Trader Joe's, though. But you um, went to the Whale Mart. I went to Walmart, and I hadn't been to Walmart in a really long time. And last time I spoke about Walmart, I got some hate mail um, because I was talking about how I love to go to peopleofwalmart.com. Right. Welcome and it to Walmart, shows all I love the, you. All the crazy people like on there, and it's funny. And I was just poking fun, and someone emailed me, and they're like, you shouldn't make fun of people that shop at Walmart sometimes. That's all we can afford to do. And I'm like, I'm not making fun of anybody for shopping at Walmart. Yeah, that's man. all you can afford to do I now? Get $7 outfit at Walmart. Yeah, so my husband and <laughs> I go there. one right now. Because that's where we get the cat litter. Cat litter is way cheaper at uh, Walmart. Right. So, and we needed some Christmas lights. And for some reason, the Christmas lights we needed, the only place that carried them in the whole city was Walmart. You got great value Christmas lights? Dude, I am in love with that place now. <laughs> I walked yeah. in. I texted you while I was there. I, I went crazy. My husband's like, oh God, I can see your head exploding. I was, the Christmas section alone, yeah. I wanted to buy everything in it. Yeah. I, I wanted to buy every ornament. I... This, that's where I went. Remember I told you I was going to buy an inflatable for Elliot's room just right. to surprise him and have an inflatable you, in man, there? It's like having moonshine. You make fun of it the whole time till you have a little sip and you're like, yeah. No, yes. it was so fun. And I was like, Especially man. the snack section too. They have all the weird junk food that you can't get at any other store. Like I got a Mexican street corn Cheetos the other day. <laughs> oh my gosh. Great that's value. amazing. They, they don't sell them anywhere else. Nope. And then I went over to the clothing section. I'm like, let me just see what it's about. So whenever I'm like, oh, they have really cute pajamas. And then I went over to the gift section because it's Christmas time and you got a gift pack for everybody in your life oh, there. Yeah. I was at Walmart for two hours. Two hours? Two hours at the Walmart? <laughs> Did you Take use one of the little robo carts? No. Wow, wow. But she had a lot of questions while she was there. Hey, it's Jill. And right now I'm in a strange new place I've never been to in my life. Walmart. I have so many questions. Like, who was that old guy who greeted me at the door and gave me a smiley face sticker? Why is everyone riding on a mobility scooter? How come the clothing section doesn't have any small sizes? Do people really eat food from great value? Should I eat food from the same place that sells tires? And how come they sell rifles? They don't sell guns at Trader Joe's, do they? How come everyone speaks Spanish? When did they start making Christmas lights you put on your cat? Am I actually going to buy something and be happy about it? Why doesn't Ulta check my receipt when I leave? It's so weird. First, I ate meat. And now, I'm at Walmart. So the biggest question of all is, did hell freeze over? <sighs> hey, Elliot, while we're here, can I call you Bubba? I know. <laughs> Crazy, right? Crazy talk. Well, what you want to go and do a stupid thing like that for anyway? Stupid news with Rick. Jill and Smokestack. Wow. I've heard of assault before, but this is a special one here. The guy's name is Anthony Michael Lessa. He's 23 years old, was intoxicated. Well, <laughs> yeah. Caused a disturbance at Rick's Reef at St. Petersburg. It's a seafood restaurant. That What's you it called? Own? Huh? Do you own this? No, I don't. Rick's Reef. I like that. Rick's Reef. I don't want to work at a seafood restaurant. As much as I like fish. I say, fish in a bag is your thing, man. No, but I don't want to be around it all day. Fish, kitchens. Fry fish in a bag with some powdered sugar and just start throwing that at your customers. So this guy had a drunken outburst Friday. The man threw gator nuggets into the restaurant and then proceeded to sexually molest the manatee mannequin. (laughs) -uh. (laughs) Nuh-uh. 
So this was all in front of the staff and patrons. I'm sure they were offended. Bless it. Yeah. So um, he got arrested. I've been drinking. Okay. Ew. Now, do you, do you get arrested for that? Yeah, he got arrested. Yeah, Is that um, lewd and lascivious conduct or just public drunkenness? I don't know. I don't, I don't know or? what the Mannequin Association thought of it. Ugh. All right. So, in uh, you ever have... The, I actually put it on the other day because I didn't want to get up and put wood in the fireplace. They, the fireplace channel, you ever have... I love the fireplace channel. Yeah. Now you can actually... You used to have to go to YouTube to put it on. It's on everything. It's on all the streaming channels now, have one. Yeah. Now it's just you click on the TV. It opens up if you have a smart TV. And it's right there. You'll log. And it plays Christmas music. Yeah. Yeah. No, and you just click it on. You don't mm-hmm. have to do anything. You don't have to search it. Nothing. That's nice. So in Philadelphia, things are a little different. I lived in Philly for a couple of years. I can vouch for that. It's really a different place. So down on South Street, they uh, filmed two hours of a barrel with garbage burning in it, including some wood, and that is their Yule Log. So now you, for two hours, you can watch a video of garbage of, burning of, a, of an oil barrel with garbage in it and wood burning uh, remember, with Christmas music. Remember when we were younger kids and we would sit in front of the fire in the big old garbage bin? Those were the days. Junkies coming up, warming their hands with the fingerless gloves over there. <laughs> the hell you looking at? <laughs> All right, uh, a DJ in the UK has issued a major apology. Here's what happened. There's a game. I, I like this game, actually. You have to try to avoid Last Christmas by Wham. How, what do you mean avoid? If you hear Last Christmas by Wham, you're out. How do you play the game? Were you all just standing there? I don't know. No, understand. no, you just you have to be self-reporting. If you hear Wham's Last Christmas, you have to try to avoid it or you're out. I gotcha. Which is hard to do during the holiday season. Let's be honest. You go into one or two stores. But the problem is... This is a soccer game. You don't have a lot of control there. And the DJ at the soccer game at the stadium committed wham-ageddon. He played it over this loudspeaker system, and everybody that was playing the game in the stadium was screwed. Now, did he know they were playing the game? And he was like, I'm going to make all of them out. Watch this. No, it just played. 7,215 people at Sixfield Stadium got eliminated. Ooh. (laughs) I don't know how they got that number. What, did they go around and count? Are you playing? Are you playing? Are you playing? I don't know, but there you go. Warm. Play it and ruin some people? Sure. I like that game. We should have been playing. All right. Make me a drink, Jill. When I was 29, I was still pounding those beers. Yeah, drinking responsibly. Good idea. Good advice at any age, but it turns out that most people, according to a new study, wait till they're 29 to start drinking responsibly. What? The eight years to go crazy once you turn 21. Survey 2,000 American wine drinkers over 21 revealed that 86% agree that drinking alcohol is the activity where they apply moderation the most. Yeah, right. Beyond that, food and snacks, 70%. Shopping, 65%. And socializing, 49%. This must be women only. Well, I think that the drinking thing, at least... As you get older, for me, because we get up so early, is that's the one that has the worst consequence. It's like if you drink too much, then you feel like garbage the next day, but you still have to get up super early and go to work. People might have the mindset of, oh, if I eat too many snacks, then I gain a couple pounds. Who cares? It's not really an awful consequence. I mean, it is aesthetically and maybe how you feel, but as far as like instant regret with a hangover, I would feel like the alcohol would be worse. No? Yeah. Did you consume alcohol during your high school years? Yes, we drank beer. Uh, my friends and I, the boys and girls, yes, we drank beer. I liked beer. Still like beer. 
We drank beer. The drinking age, as I noted, was 18, so the seniors were legal. Senior year in high school, people were legal to drink. And we, yeah, we drank beer. And I said, sometimes, sometimes probably had too many beers, and sometimes other people had too many beers. What we you, drank beer. We liked beer. Did, did Kevin like? What do you consider? <laughs> what do you consider beer? Beers? I don't know. Uh, you know, we. You gonna play the whole? Are we gonna listen to the <laughs> I'd like to. <laughs> anyway, when the people drink the most, thirty-four percent, which actually was uh, the big number, was uh, during this season. Now, well, so I mean, really it happens. Weird. Everybody's handing you eggnog and coquito and. But the drinkiest night of the year is Thanksgiving. I believe it. Drinkiest night of the year. Oh, because I think you you overcompensate because you think you're gonna have a full belly and you'll be cutting into that alcohol. Surprise! It's not New Year. Maybe New Year is. I know one can afford the champagne. New Year's Eve, maybe it's number two. I don't know. Yeah, but people don't drive as much. That's what they're talking about. The most drunk night of the year for uh, cops picking up uh, people who no, DUI yeah, I don't. is uh, Thanksgiving night. Gotcha. Up in the club. A Malaysian businesswoman reported to a Paris, uh, was in a Paris hotel, the Ritz. Man, must be nice. You ever see that place? <sighs> Have you ever seen any Ritz? They're, they're nice, but the Ooh. Paris one is like old school building. And the really? architecture's like genuine. Ooh. And then they put their Ritz inside it. It's amazing. Isn't it anywhere from like, I mean, I think some of the rooms there, I was trying to look up costs, go up to like 50000 a night. What? what? 12 to 50,000 to 55,000 a night. How? Why would you? Oh my God. Even if I was that rich, like, right? could you... To, well, to lay view, down? Yeah, but your view of, of that amount of money changes. It's like 10 bucks to you now. I mean, really. Yeah, that's if, true. If you're worth $100 million, what's 50000 is 3 bucks. That's true. $10 in Ecuador, buy a house. Anyway, this woman lost an $800,000 ring, diamond ring, in the hotel. Here's Oof. my question. Can, can I jump in for a sure. second? I'm not trying to interrupt your story. Because um, the story says she left the ring on the table. Yeah. What kind of idiot... Leaves an eight hundred thousand dollar diamond ring sitting on a table in a hotel. The kind that's got a fifty thousand dollar hotel room, and that doesn't make them shrivel. But the <laughs> ring is eight hundred thousand dollars, and it's one of twenty thousand that I own. <laughs> well, the good news is, is uh, the rich employees launched a search, an exhaustive search, and found the missing item inside a vacuum cleaner bag. No, wow. but wait, you missed the biggest part of the story. What's that? She accused the staff of taking it. <sighs> of course, she did. She went out shopping. She came back. She accused the staff of taking it. My big question with this story was. Was there an apology? Did she say, I'm sorry, after they found it in a vacuum cleaner? Doesn't say. See, that's where I wanted to know. I'm like, did she go back and apologize? And be sure, like, she ah, didn't. I'm a boob. I'm so sorry. Sure. I bet she didn't even leave a tip. Or didn't even rinse it. I hope the employees didn't rinse it off. They just threw the dusty ring back. <laughs> Want to show her how you really feel? Then give her the gift of jewelry that's been sucked into a vacuum from Vacuum Jewelers. Each of our magnificent pieces has been retrieved from a discarded vacuum cleaner bag. Hey, honey, I have a question. Will you marry me? Um, where'd you get this ring? It's covered in dust and cat hair. I got it from Vacuum Jewelers. Oh, wait, sounds like somebody's sucking up the matching bracelet. Be right back. <laughs> so give her the gift of jewelry from a vacuum this holiday season. He got it from a vacuum cleaner. And, um, honey, this isn't a bracelet. It's cat puke. Sorry. <laughs> vacuum Jewelers. Stop by today. Every kiss begins with a vacuum cleaner. The Rick Stacy Morning Show with Jill and Smokestack. Sunny FM. 
having fun with a world gone crazy. Rick, Jill, and Smokestack having fun with a world gone crazy. Update is brought to you by Fair and Fair. Okay, I called it. I called it. I called it. These Republicans are useless, just like the Democrats. No different. They just put on a big show for you to make you think that they're doing, they're doing the right thing. And look at us. And come on. Yeah, come it's on. not about doing your job. It's about looking like you're doing your job. Exactly. Like they would actually, actually go through with this. You know, it's about the impeachment of Biden. So the top Democrat in the House Oversight Committee, that's the committee that's looking into impeaching Biden, has been informally, this this is informally meeting with Republicans behind closed doors in an effort to persuade them to abandon the impeachment effort. They're all the same. They hate you. They hate this country. And they're just out for themselves. And they just try to do a little theater for you to make you happy for now. A little pacification. And then they do the wrong thing in the end because they're all the same. It doesn't even have to be what they're talking about. That they're actually just meeting with them blows my mind. You're not even allowed to do that, are you? What do you mean? No, no. They can meet with whoever they want. I mean, secretly about some business stuff, though? Yeah, they do it all the time, man. Closed door meeting. Closed door meeting. So anyway, uh, Fox News Digital obtained a fact sheet. House Oversight Democrats plan to share both Democrats and Republicans to support their efforts to quash the impeachment. Is quash a word? Yeah, I know it's like squash. Squ- it's like squash, but without the S. Okay. I don't know. I have some Biden audio in here. I don't know what this is about. It says Biden lying like a rug, but hey, it must be good. Can you explain to the Americans, uh, to Americans admit this impeachment inquiry, why you interacted with so many of your son and brother's foreign business associates? I'm not going to comment that I did not, and it's just a bunch of lies. You didn't interact with many of their lies. business associates? I did not. There's what? lies. Uh, lies. You know that uh, 17-year-old that just uh, passed the bar in California, 17 years old, yeah. youngest mm-hmm. attorney ever, full-fledged attorney now, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. He could have figured this out in three hours. The guy is corrupt. He's treasonous. He's a crook. His entire family's in on it. They have the evidence. If they wanted to do something, they would have done it already. Oh, no. We have to be meticulous. We have to go around and make like that, da, da, da. And once in a while, we have to do a little speech on TV and look really honest like we're one of you. And like we're really helping America because we got to fight for democracy. They're all full of steaming crap. Big pile of it. Right now, if you put the crap outside that they'd spew, it would steam because it's only about 39 degrees. <laughs> But, you know, anyway, let's just, there's some hope. Let's get, Jim Jordan's probably the only guy there with any ethics. He's always got a dirty shirt on. Looks like he can't afford it. Maybe he's not on the take. Here's what he had to say about the whole thing. We know he had dinners, phone calls, and meetings because Hunter Biden's business partner, Devin Archer, has already testified under oath and told us that. So for him to say that didn't take place just makes absolutely no sense. And we know from that testimony, again, Devin Archer under oath, that when Hunter Biden was asked by the head of Burisma, the energy company that Hunter Biden sat on the board, he said when he was asked, can you help us weigh in with D.C., weigh in to take away the pressure we are under from the prosecutor in Ukraine, we asked uh, Devin Archer, what did Hunter Biden do when, he, when you guys got that request? And Devin Archer's response was, he called his dad. And then the more important question is, what did Joe Biden then do? Three days later, he flew to Ukraine and said, you're not getting the money unless you fire the prosecutor applying the pressure. I mean, holy cow, that, that's under oath from the business partner. Now we have these emails where he is using a pseudonym talking to another business partner of Hunter Biden. In addition to the calls, the meetings, the dinners. And remember, Hunter Biden got on the plane, got on Air Force Two and flew to different 
different locations yeah. where we think he conducted business. So the idea that he has no idea about this is just ridiculous. And then his dad got out there on TV, on TV, and he bragged about the fact that he wanted the prosecutor out or Ukraine wouldn't get the billion dollars. You don't tell me that this is part of what's going on now with Ukraine. Come on. We got Zelensky in the backyard asking for more money. He's got something on Biden. You know he does. There's a, goat, there's a goat involved or Jill with a goat or there's a goat and Jill. I don't know. Something so he he has him definitely by the cones. I'm telling he's you, got him some. Look, Why would we keep sending them more money? And the guy is so brazen about it. Like at the beginning, we're all like, we got to help Ukraine, and now he's like, that's not enough. Send more, and it's like, what? I don't, what I don't get is why is everybody else so on that train too? Then mm, you have all these politicians are like, oh, we got to help Ukraine. I got the answer because everybody's making bank on this. Everybody because of. We got to manufacture the weapons. Everybody gets paid. Everybody, look at Nikki Haley. The and, oh, yeah. Nick, Nikki Haley. Oh, she's wonderful. She's going to beat Biden by seventeen points. She's better than Trump. And blah 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 blah. Meanwhile, what does she do when she's out of a gig? The minute she's out of a job, what is she doing? She's working for a military. In, uh, for Lockheed Martin. Oh, that's yeah, right. Yeah, no, she's they definitely went from like, oh, I'm barely scraping by to, oh, suddenly a millionaire. Look at that. Yeah, we're 10 million. How did that happen? I don't know. What happened? These people, all of them. All of them. <laughs> all right, so moving along. Um, oh, God, he did it again. Joe Biden. That's what what, so what now? This guy's not going to make it. What do we have left in 2023? My watch work, my eye watch. It says I'm having a heart attack. Hold on. Heart attack. Oh, no, it's just a test. Yeah. Um, yeah, he tells a story everywhere he goes. He's told, not the one about Amtrak. This is the one about his, his house and the fire. I looked up the original story. The whole thing lasted about 17 minutes. There was a little fire in the kitchen, little tiny fire. I had this happen in my house. The, the wall uh, caught fire from lightning, but it was inside the wall. Yeah. And there's insulation in there, so it doesn't just, you know, it doesn't just right. light the whole house on fire. Fire department has to come in, isolate where it is. They feel the wall for the heat. They break the wall, the sheetrock, and they go in there and they extinguish the fire. It took 17 minutes. Nobody got killed. The house didn't cave in. I mean, Biden has a, embellished this story as he tells it over and over again. It's a big lie, and he did it again yesterday. He was talking to some people about Bidenomics. Then he went on, it was firefighters were standing next to him. So he went on to tell the story. Here it is. My firefighters, the guys I grew up with, they saved my life. They also saved my home and my wife's life. Okay, first of all, he wasn't there. He was off on Meet the Press. How did they save your life if you're 600 miles away? Not even at home. He was in New York. They, they saved your life? Really? Okay, dude. When I was away, it was the last day on... Uh, that uh, the most famous guy doing Meet the Press. Okay, you can't even name the host of the show or Meet the Press. It's the most, the most famous, famous guy. guy. It's the most famous guy, okay? Hi, I'm the most famous guy. I never. See, when you break uh, it down, that's important. important. What? We said when you break it down, that's the most important part to him. <laughs> it's the so most. it was the famous one that you've heard of. It'll make me big important. That uh, <laughs> the most famous guy doing Meet the Press. Uh, in Washington, D.C., and I was doing the program. Right. And uh, what happened was uh, there was a go. lightning struck a little pond behind my house, hit a wire, came up through the basement of my home, and three stories, and the smoke literally ended up being that thick. 
literally that thick. You've seen it. You guys have seen it. Oh my God! Is he showing sto- you how thick? The story is longer than the actual fire. Yeah, yeah, Ex- exactly. Exa- and 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 by the way, the smoke did come out of the vent, but it was really slight. The house did not burn to the third story. They did not have to carry Jill Biden uh, down through a ladder from the third story. None of that ever happened. I wasn't there, and my wife was there, and my my dog and my cat. <laughs> And my 67 Corvette. Where you hid the documents. Okay. Um, but all kidding aside, they saved my wife. No, they didn't save your life. No, no, no. no you they, were, they said he saved wife. his wife. Oh, saved. They didn't do that either. She was already outside the house. It burn, burn the hair on my legs. You got her out. Away. Saved my home. Got her out. Saved the home. Okay. She was already outside. As a matter of fact, they were all outside, except for the cat. But because it wasn't a big threat. It was a tiny little fire in the kitchen on the wall behind the stove. Oh, no. They said there was lava coming out of the sockets. It was crazy, man. <laughs> This guy's done. I know he's in tip-top shape. Leading, leading tech companies. What? 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 Protect the, the... Okay. He knows all about tech companies. How about... Did you know he was in Af, Afghanistan? What's that? Is that next to Afghanistan? Next to Af, Afghanistan. It's Afghanistan. Gotcha. I've been in out of Iraq and Iran, uh, Iraq and Iran, but Iraq, not Iran. I misspoke. Iraq and Afghanistan. 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 And, and he also has a unique way. He has a Biden math. Biden math. Eight. E-I-G-H percent. E-I-G-H percent. Oh, no, no, no. <laughs> and you know, when he meets somebody, he always remembers their name. Like, for instance, uh, I think it was uh, Miss Hagenclaus. Hagenclaw sauce. Where is she? There you go. Hagenclaw sauce. Just like the Secretary of Education. Hagenclaw sauce. Yeah, we heard that. Hagenclaw sauce. Javier Bacaria. No, Javier Bacera. <laughs> Bacaria. You do not know what you're talking about. No, you don't know what you're talking about. E I G H percent. <laughs> you know, I just don't want to get into a formal thing here. I'm white. You know, I'm white. W H I T. E. <laughs> All right, now the new agenda, of course, they all met, and they have their all, ta- all their talking points lined up. The new talking point is that Trump, if you missed it, I'm not going to play it for you. Trump was uh, doing a town hall with Sean Hannity, and Sean says, now, you're not going to abuse power when you're president. Tell the American people you're not going to abuse power. You're not going to be a dictator. And Trump said, oh, no, the first day I will be a t- dictator. He said, day one, I'll be a dictator. But he didn't mean day one. And then four years. Right. He meant day one, he's going to close the border and he's going to tell the uh, energy companies to ramp it up and we'll give you all the support you need because we need to be energy independent. Sounds reasonable, right? But of course, the interpretation by the entire media corrupt complex was, oh no, he's going to be a dictator. This guy's going to be a dictator. It's unbelievable. He's going to be a dictator. And then, of course, they extrapolated from that that he's, get, get this, guess the if this is true, I'm not going to vote for Trump. They said he's going to investigate and prosecute his enemies. He's going to use the power. He's going to use the power of the government to investigate his enemies. Because Biden's not used the power of the government ne- for anything, not to get his son out of trouble or nothing. No. Former Attorney General Eric Gunrunner Holder, because he ran guns from into Mexico uh, under Obama, said this. If the president told a compliant attorney general, uh, I don't like what this congressman said about me or did about me, did to me over the course of the last two, three years, whatever. 
open an investigation um, on that person. That attorney general could tell a compliant United States attorney to do just that. Imagine that. Imagine. Let's go a step further. What if what if Trump ha- makes up a dossier right on on Biden that Biden went to Russia and peed in Obama's bed? Or no, no, better yet, Romney's bed and had hookers and 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 colluded with Putin to overthrow the election or at least interfere with the election and then came back. Would, that that would be awful, wouldn't it? And then you find out later that the whole thing was made up. That that would never. Wow, if Trump does that, I tell you what. Talk to a compliant FBI director who could be replaced. Yeah, a compl- you mean you mean like 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 for instance, let's say a story comes out about oh I don't know Hunter Biden's laptop and you you hide it for two mm-hmm. years and you tell anybody that wants to report the story that you're going to face the scrutiny of the FBI and you're all going to be in trouble. That kind of thing is that what you're talking about? Uh, by the the president to open an investigation and then to just look through that person's life and look for anything that you possibly um, can find. Um, and uh, who's to say what you find in any person's life? Yeah. Yeah, they would never do that with President Trump, would they? Mm-hmm. Look into his life and see what they can find. And then and then bring up indictments left and right, you know, like four of them, you know, and then make up things like, you know, he he uh, misquoted the price on his Mar-a-Lago estate. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that they would never. Yeah. No. If he if he does that, he's no good. He'd be going after his enemies. You know, the people that leave like drugs in the point. I don't house. think it's possible for bags of cocaine to be left in a certain area by the situation room. I'm not talking about, you know, five blocks away. The situation room. <laughs> See, because yep. we can't have him get into the bottom of stuff like that, can we? Yeah. And then who else comes out? The one who really hates Trump, who tried to get a job with Trump, but hates Trump now. Mitt Romney. Remember Mitt Romney? I do. He's like this a guy. basset hound that's sad. Well, yeah, they all the, look uh, sad. The waft hair. Oh, yeah. Mitt so Romney. His Mitt name's Rom- not even Mitchell, is it? No, it's Mitt. Uh, <laughs> yeah, he, he talked about the comments Trump made at that town hall where he said he's going to be a dictator. What's your reaction to hearing those words, Senator? Do you believe him? You know, when I was a uh, kid, there was something called a gumball machine. You could put a penny in and a gumball would come out. It was automatic. There was no filter. Put in the penny, out came the gumball. I thought I had bad analogies. He wins. Did he just try to explain to us what a gumball machine is? Yeah, what? There's this thing called a gumball. Yeah, we know, stupid. We know what a gumball machine is. We're not idiots. Well, listen to his voice. It just like oozes politician like you just hear it in the way he talks right because he's a republican right yeah yeah he's the the republican to me equivalent of like a newsome they're both gooey 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 yeah donald trump is kind of a human gumball machine which is a thought or a notion comes in and it comes out of his mouth there's not a lot of filter that goes on there's not a lot of what's the implication no he just says whatever I don't attach an enormous amount of impact to the particular words that come out. Yeah, but you see, let me admit, Mitt, 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 you listening? That's what people like about him because he doesn't filter his words like a politician does. He doesn't say, let me be clear. Mm. You're the a-hole. Sorry. And trying to evaluate each one of them. I do think you can look at his record as president, and particularly in the last months of his presidency, and say, this is a dangerous approach, it's an authoritarian approach. Yeah, he's a dictator, right. There you go. All right, one last story here. Casey Anthony 
there is something's wrong here because I was here when the Casey Anthony trial was on and we watched the whole thing, me and Smoke. And it says here that now the trial investigator speaks about the incident that happened 15 years ago, the discovery of Kaylee's body. 2011. No way. She was acquitted in 2011. No yeah, way. but that's not that's not 15 years. It's going to be 2024. It is going to be 15 no, years. No, it's not. Still not. Even, even 2024 will only be 14 years, 13 years. Yeah. Where is your... 11, 14, 13. Okay, but maybe she's acquitted like in 20. 15. Let's see. Uh, well, maybe on. the murder happened 15 years ago. Or it is started that, and then took that long. Is well, that what it was? Well, here's why. That's exactly right. Because Kaylee's body was found and then the trial took forever. So she was acquitted in 2011. So was it 2009 that oh, she was Oh, okay. Found? So that happened before we got it. But because all I know of Casey Anthony was the trial with, what was his name? Bevan Blevin, that judge that... <laughs> oh, uh, Be- Balvin. Okay, here it is. Kaylee's body was found December 11th, 2008. There you go. Okay, didn't know that because when I got here, there was no story about it on the air. I guess they were preparing for the trial. Yeah, it was her remains. Remember when her remains were found in a blanket? Well, somebody went to the wooded area where those remains were found. I guess there was some kind of a memorial there for her. Teddy bears, right. flowers, and toys. And I guess it grew over, so they went and cleared it. Yeah, because it was it was near the Anthony's house or the family house. Right. And uh, people would always go and leave flowers and stuff, but it was so overgrown that I guess the neighborhood was like, we got to make this nice because this is where her body was found. Because it was kind of like a, like you said, a memorial for her. And we never found, I mean, okay. We already now, know. Wink, I, wink, we all know, but I'm saying we never really found out what happened. Casey not allowed to go over there? And Just like the Michelle thing? Parker, we've never found out what happened to her. Uh, yeah, that's one that like. Isn't that something? Unsolved. Well, then you go. You go into the uh, data files for the FBI, and you can see the most com- crimes go unsolved. Isn't that something? Well, yeah. What is the statistic? It's like eighty-six percent. It's or a something high like number. That. It's a high number. Yeah. Makes you think, like, wow, should I call and rob a bank? I'd have a pretty good shot. There you go. All right. Every week, we get in a front row seat for politics. Here we go to the White House, right from the president's mouth of the United States. Good morning, Joe Biden. Hey, always good to be on the Ron Herpy show with ginger and sex wax, man. <laughs> okay. Uh, well, it's Rick Stacy, Mr. President, with Jill and Smokestack. Oh, oh yeah. Hey, hey, before we start, I just want to wish my Jewish friends who are listening a happy Hanukkah. The Fe- Festivus of Lights, boy. Yeah, we have the sixth night of Hanukkah. I think that's tonight. Yeah, I'll have you all know my schmeckle's been hung by the menorah with care, man. Beautiful schmeckle laid all over the, uh, you know the thing. Yeah, well, let's pivot from your schmeckles and uh, begin the interview here. You had a big weekend fundraising trip to L.A. where you raised more than $15 million. That's the most raised by any president in a single visit to Los Angeles, and that includes your former boss, Barack. Uh, You have to be happy about that, right? Oh, you better believe I am, man. And I'll tell you what, when I found out that we brought in that much money, I was just floating on cloud nine, which is an easy thing to do because as far as you know, I'm not even clinically dead. I'm serious. Those folks in Hollywood, boy, they were incredibly generous. In fact, I got $5 million from a couple of the Kardashian girls who donated a million on behalf of each of their baby daddies. That, that was so sweet. Isn't that nice? Okay, well, switching topics, sir. Republicans on Capitol Hill could move as early as today to formalize your impeachment. Does that concern you at all? Absolutely not, man. That's nothing more than a giant load of malarkey. Uh-huh. Look, folks, here's the deal. I don't have time for any peaches unless they're a cobbler mixed with vanilla ice cream. Huh? I'm just going to keep doing what I do each and every day, which is to try and do everything I can for the American people. Huh. And to roll my toes so I don't trip up any steps. 
All right. Well, Saturday night, Donald Trump gave you an ominous warning saying that you have opened a Pandora's box of tit-for-tat political retribution. Hold on. I'm writing that down. Open the Panda Express Toys for Tots rectal infusion. No, no. Okay. Oh, hell. He's out of his mind, man. No, sir. Trump said, I can only say to Joe, be very careful what you wish for, but what you have done is a terrible thing. What do you think Trump was referring to you about, sir? Be careful what I wish for. Well, that sounds like a little bit like a threat, man. And anybody knows who knows me knows that Joe Biden doesn't take kindly to threats. So all I can say to him is, hey, bring it on there, Orange Chris Christie. Okay. Well, sir, your son Hunter faces nine charges in the federal tax against him. Uh, another uh, tax investigation. Another indictment came down last week in California. Your son allegedly spent millions on a, an extravagant lifestyle. Hookers, cars, you name it, drugs that included sex and porn and, you know, and didn't pay taxes on that income. What's your reaction to all that? Yeah, no, it's a shame about all this stuff, but I think that Hunter's going to catch a little break with jolly old St. Nick this year because because remember, we never hear about him paying taxes either, Santa. And he goes around bragging about all those three hoes he goes to all the time. What? You, you know the ones. Ho, ho, ho. We never found out their names, though. So that's not what ho, ho, ho means. Yeah. Look, folks, I don't think this is a bad thing for Hunter at all. With all the sex clubs and adult entertainment, they didn't even mention one damn thing about him being a huge drunk and an out-of-control crackhead. I consider that a win-win. I see. Well, Mr. Win-win. President, I know we disagree on a lot, but um, just asking as a human being, are you dealing with any kind of personal strain with the issues your son Hunter is facing right now? No, sirree, Bob. I can honestly say that I don't have one bit of that going on. As a matter of fact, ever since Jilly got me on the correct dose of Metamucil, I don't even have to push. It's like a Christmas miracle what's going on with my back door, man. (laughs) The Sunny Update. The Rick Stacy Morning Show with Jill and Smokestack. So wake up, people. Having fun with the world gone crazy. Brought to you by All Electric Services. All right, so... This story kind of blew my mind. Every so often you'll hear about, and probably more often than not, a relationship where somebody does something super heinous to the other person in the relationship and they still want to stay in the relationship with them, but they still love them. Oh, God. And I'm not necessarily going down a dark path talking about abuse. No, you got, it's a case-by-case basis. So here's a, an Ohio man that was talking about his ex-girlfriend. She shot him in the testicle. Okay, he what? Was, he was asked by his ex-girlfriend, her name's Tanya, to take a walk when he realized that she had a pistol on her. I believe it was a pellet gun. Um, and he was like, what's what's that over there? Let me see it. He's like, because I'm not going out with you anywhere if you have a gun on you. And they were estranged. You oh. don't really find out exactly what happened, like why they were mad at each other. So apparently he was able to wrestle the pistol away from her and... In the midst of that, get shot in the testicle by the pellet gun. All the hootinous, tootinous, shootinous, bobtail wildcat in the West. Oh. So he calls 911. The cops show up. They're like, what happened? He said, she pulled the pistol out and shot me, but I proceeded to be able to get the, the gun away from her. His family was around. They were inside the house. They called 911 uh, because they saw that he was bleeding through his pants. Uh-huh. Uh, he was rushed. Oh. Yeah, no, yeah, seriously. Youch. So he... You know, they, he was okay. They they got him help and everything like that. Um, then the officers were like, okay, now that you're taken care of, we're going to try to catch up with her because she took off running. 
So they go catch up with her. She was about a half mile down the road. Um, and they book her in jail for, I guess it was like a $100,000 bond. And she's facing charges of felonous assault. Meanwhile, he's back at home and they asked him how he felt about the situation. And he said, I have no hard feelings towards my ex-girlfriend and I still love her to this day. She shot you in the crotch. Mm-hmm. Some people, some people are so insecure and so stupid. Like I can draw the line for certain stuff, but you shoot me in the crotch doesn't. W- w- you prefer the thigh, or was that better? I mean, accidentally in the foot, maybe. That wasn't accidentally; it was intentional, pretty much. She brought a gun with her. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like that one's. Yeah, she wanted to go for a walk with a weapon in her hand. Hey, but you see this all the time. I mean, again, in, on a serious tip, you know, it's always like, uh, you know, yeah, so he punched me in the face, but I love him! I've yeah. seen that a time or two as well you're, with you're friends, wrong. and that's a shame. It's terrible. It's it's ho- and it's and horrible to see. And you want to pull see- them out of it. You want to be like, stand on the outside where I am, looking in, and then maybe you can make the right decision. No, they're so blinded by their self-loathing, they can't. And it's there was a girl on, I forget if it was TikTok or Instagram, and you'll see because they'll put serious stuff up sometimes on social media. And she was saying, here's what abusive race, uh, an abusive relationship looks like in case yours also looks like this and you're kind of borderline. She was like, here's all the posts that my boyfriend would post on social media. And it's him hugging her and kissing her mm-hmm. and kissing her hand and giving her presents and spinning her around in a field. And it's all, she was like, meanwhile, he's, here's what's going on behind the scenes. And it was like a bruise on her neck, a bruise on her arm, a bruise on her face, her covering up a black eye with makeup. Jeez. So, not everything is what it seems, and I don't know why people stay, but... All right, let's go on a lighter note. Etiquette experts are sharing the rudest things that you can do at a holiday party. I don't know that this is necessarily a company party list. This might just be if people invite you over for a holiday party, which, Rick, I'm guessing you RSVP no to all of those things. Mm -hmm. Yes, I do. Which, by the way... Oh, I wasn't going to do this. Hold on, I got to get it. Okay. Wait, you... What? All right, I got it. It says here, before I get to the etiquette part, a study found that RSVPing no to holiday parties can be good for your mental health. <laughs> Absolutely. No, no kidding. Yeah. No, I've been to all of them. I just, I, I, It's really tough this time. It says we overestimate how upset the host will be. I think we put more weight yeah. on how... Oh, I don't care. Like, if I had a party and someone last minute was like, oh, I can't come, I'd be like, okay, cool. Yeah, yeah, well, you're at the age now, Rick, where you realize that nobody thinks about anybody else and it's always about themselves. Yep. But and like, but Jill and I are at the point where we're like, how are they going to be mad if we don't go? Nope. No, they're not even thinking about you. Nope, they're not even talking about you. Right. Okay, so the etiquette. Rudest things you can do at a holiday party. Tell me if you agree with these or not, because some of these I don't agree with. Um, unless your invitation specifically says to bring a guest, you should arrive not with anybody. Like, you should arrive by yourself. Yeah, I got duped with that recently where someone's like, ah! Gosh, yeah, they brought their girlfriend. I'm like, is that what that terrible noise is in the kitchen that sounds like laughing but isn't? Oh, no. I don't care if you bring someone with you if you're dating someone or married. That's totally fine. It's when you bring five people. I've had that happen. Yeah, me too. I have I have one friend who's notorious for this, and I have to tell her every single time I'm I invite her over. strangers in your house. No, she'll go, oh, because I'll say, you want to come over and hang out and have some wine, have some drinks, we'll have some app outs. Yeah, perfect. That sounds great. I'm so excited. And then... She'll go, oh, I told so-and-so, 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 and so-and-so. And I'm like, why? She'd be like, oh, because I thought that they would want to come. And I'm like, I, I'm, this isn't a party for 20. It was supposed to be like you and so-and-so coming over to hang out. Some small little, I'm not throwing a huge thing. You've yeah. done that? 
No, I've not done that. That's been done to me. No, I mean, you've said that to him? Yes, and now when I invite her over, I have to go, don't tell 20 of your friends to come over. Oh, so you're close to this person. Yeah, I am. Okay. And she laughs because she knows she's like that. Yeah, but see, I'm I'm not even gonna do that part because next time this happens to me, I'm just gonna be standing outside with my clipboard. Nope, nope, <laughs> nope. But so and so, I don't care what so and so said. You, Take you, it up you, with them. You no. need to put the ropes outside, and yeah, you the need little to dress, velvet ropes. Yeah, you need to dress, put a leather vest on. Now I've also Shave had it happen not on the list. where <laughs> I haven't been told of it, and they've just kind of shown up, and I'm not gonna turn you away and be like, no, you can't come over. See, that's what happened I'm to me. I'm just like, okay, cool, whatever. Hi, the more the merrier. At that point, you're just like the more the merrier, and it's it's people I knew, but I wasn't planning on having like this big huge thing. Right. Yeah. And they're drinking the last soda you got in your fridge, and no. you're just like, how do I throw you out bodily without getting a charge? The last soda, it's cute. Did you have like a pin the tail on the donkey too, and a bowl of popcorn? And no, but that's the one thing I did want to save. Drink the beer, I don't care. I had one coke left. You know what people are notorious for doing? I find is I'll provide. Let's say I provide beer and wine. And I have a whole bunch of wine, and it's good wine. And they'll bring a drink, but they won't drink what they brought. They'll no. bring over some crappy bottle of wine, and, and they'll they put drink it on your the counter. kids' Capri Sun. I'm sorry, Jill. <laughs> Jeez. No, that was totally fine if you drank that. I had plenty of those. Um, but yeah, they'll drink the really good wine, and then they leave their crappy bottle. They don't drink their bottle. It's like, here's this awesome bottle of, what is it, Yellowtail or Barefoot? Here you go. Well, okay, I'm going to go drink this stuff. You don't think it's rude to be the person that eats or drinks all the thing that you brought? You can. I'll tell you what's rude. I had this happen. And it's, it's, I always tell people when they come to my house, don't ask me about getting water or Coke or anything. Go get get it. it. Go get it. Just go get it. And this guy still keeps asking me. It's a family member. But then I had the opposite happen. We had, it was, it was, it was at our old house, Mm -hmm. had a little party and everybody came up. And this one lady, I don't even know her because she's the girlfriend of a guy that I know. Right. Mm -hmm. Comes in. I'm like, not even introduced and sits down for a second and I'm talking to him. Hey man, how's it going? I haven't seen him in like months. And it's like, how's it going? She gets up and makes a beeline for the refrigerator and starts looking, taking stuff out and looking behind that stuff. What? She was looking for Coke and she was looking for one where it was and she's taking everything out of the refrigerator. I'm looking over. I'm going, putting her fingers in your pickle yeah, jar. I don't even know who it is. I'm like, what are you? I didn't say it. I was like stunned. Do you think he told her on the way there? Ah, he tells you to help yourself. So if you want something, no, just no, go no, get no, it. because he's in, he wasn't a regular. So he oh, didn't. Okay. No, no, no. Just somebody I haven't seen in the family for a long time. And yeah, she starts digging in the refrigerator. I mean, really digging, not just like move one thing aside. I mean, like taking the stuff out, putting it on the counter, putting it in, putting it on the counter, and then looking in the back of the fridge. Oh, she couldn't find what she wanted. She started putting it in the back. You know, was, she's going through medicine cabinet too. That's my point. You bring a stranger. You don't know what these people are going through. Your nightstand, you know. Next thing you know, you're out of hairspray and shaving cream and no explanations. There's a a comedian who I love. I talk about him all the time on the show, Sebastian Maniscalco. And he talks about that. He said his wife had friends over and he had gone shopping that day and got some really beautiful cherries. Took forever picking them out. Washed them. They were sitting in the fridge drying and chilling because he was going to have them later. He's like, and this lady walks up, opens my fridge and starts eating the cherries. He's like, that I was saving for fridge. Out of the fridge. Yeah, like they live there. Uh, if you come to my house and I say help yourself, I really mean help yourself. Yeah. Um, oh, see, I don't. <laughs> I'll say it, but I, I'm hoping that you have enough cooth to go, oh, he's being polite. I'll be polite in return and not take the thing. Or at least, uh, you know, help myself to anything I want. Oh, I did the last one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right, so I want to know if you think this woman took it too far. You ever been to the grocery store? It happens to me, but then every so often I have to give somebody else a chance to be nice. Say I'm at, it always happens at Aldi. And I'll go to Aldi and I'll have a big cart. And the little lady behind me has like three items. I'm like, please go ahead of me. Because yeah. I've got a ton of stuff. And she's like, oh, thank you. 
So I'll do that. And But I'm not going to do that with every person that has one less item than I do. Or, you know, I can't. I got to get out of there, too, eventually, you know. So this lady was in Australia. She took revenge against an in- inconsiderate person, where she calls inconsiderate person, that was shopping. She said this lady didn't let her cut in front of her at the checkout line. She was standing there holding a fussy kid, this lady, and only had a couple of items. And the lady in front of her didn't let her cut in front of her. And here's what happened. Did she ask? Okay. I had to line up behind the lady that was eyeballing me. And she's seen that I only had these two and I'm like holding Hudson. He's like slapping and scratching me. And she kind of just greased me off and looked me up and down and continued stacking her stuff and did not let me go in front of her for two little things. I took her eggs and bacon and her butter that was at the back of the pile. Kind of just sat it back towards me and put those in front of it and eyeballed them. So she took a couple of her items Ooh. for herself, and yeah. so the lady would get home and be like, where are my eggs and what my bacon? What kind of weird oh, whatever. dig is that? Like, yeah, that's ridiculous. You didn't let me cut. I'm taking your stuff. Getting yeah, I mean, your bacon. Yeah, see, now when people are polite, that's nice, but when you expect it and, and you want to force them to be polite, then it's not being polite, is it? Because you have to understand, too, that person might also be in a hurry, even though we have a lot of items. I happened to be someone at the time on that particular day where I wasn't in a hurry. So I was like, that's eh, fine, whatever, get in front of me, here you go. But if I was, eventually I got to get out of there at some point. I can't let everybody go in front of me. It's like when you let someone cut in front of you in traffic. It's like you let someone go and then three people dart in. It's like, no, 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 no. Somebody else's turn to be nice. Yeah. I'm going now too. Yeah. Let the guy behind me be nice. Yeah. You know, it's like everybody, give everybody the opportunity to do something nice. I can't be the only one. Yeah. And they do it. They cut right in front of you. All three mm-hmm. of them, four of them, five of them. Oh, stop. Right. Yeah. No, that's the thing. It's like there's a difference between being polite and then too polite to the point where it's damaging you. Well, it always <laughs> happens too when someone's holding the door and then like a drove yeah. of people come in and the one person's just standing there for 10 minutes holding the door for everybody. Yeah, yeah I'm still holding the door and then my girlfriend's walking out like I have everything and I'm like, oh, I... Didn't we just get here? (laughs) (laughs) Also, there's a recent study conducted by a website called Insurancepedia. It revealed the 10 most dangerous Christmas songs to listen to while you're driving. Apparently, any song over 120 beats per minute increases risky driving behavior. (sighs) That's why I can't listen to metal. Seriously, do we have some samples? Uh, Yes. Are you looking at me or are you looking at him? No, I'm looking at him. He's, he, he does have producer in his card, doesn't he? Which what mean, card? Which implies that he would produce things and you know cards. embellish the show with magical audio pieces that would fit the stories that are coming up. Yeah, yeah, I'm doing a lot of embellishing. Go on, Jill. Do you yeah. want, what do you want me to start at number five, or do you want all yeah, ten? Which one's available to you on YouTube at this moment that has passed the commercial 30 seconds <laughs> for Ambivlia? Well, I don't know. I don't get the heads up about these things. No, no. We only do these stories. When did you prepare this, Jill? What time? Well, this he he did this story. This oh, was he did. You did it. Oh, well, that's even more special. I didn't know what it was happening. I, you know. but, but, but you prepared the story for Jill that includes ten songs that you could have gotten clips for. Hmm. Yeah, yeah. No, I, I But you just weren't noticed that the story that you did was going to be used in the broadcast. Yeah, see, I got to work a, a whole segment ahead of stuff. Gotcha. To do all the right. thing, all so. right, all right. That's, that's the part that I'm uh, trying to work on here. You, you yeah, forced me. Yeah. You forced me. Smoke, stack, smoke, stack, smokey, smoke, smoke, stack, smoke, stack, smoke, stack, smokey, smoke, smoke, stack, smoke, stack, smoke, stack, smokey, smoke, smoke, stack. Doesn't do a friggin' thing. You know, one of these days he's going to go, F you, I'm out of here. He's going to go in his car and peel out. And we're the ones going to get stuck. 
Yeah, it's like a we're, we are stuck because I don't want to do his work. <laughs> yeah, nobody does. <laughs> I got a lot of work to do anyway. I don't want to do his too. There you go, number five. Here we go. Happy Christmas, Jody. What is this? So this is Christmas. 146 beats per minute? I don't think that's correct, but that's what it says. Yeah, it's like one up. beat every hour. What? It's because it's, it's doubling up. I don't recall one, the dance two, three, four, mix yeah. kicking in. It's 73, kind of 73, but if you... Okay, that's all right. Uh, yeah. I hate this song. Or you can get Yankee Daddy to produce it up. <laughs> Go! All right, the next one's a little faster. This is one that's got a pretty good beat to it. This is from uh, the Jackson 5, Santa Claus is Coming to Town. This one apparently makes you speed. This causes an accident? Yeah. Because you're careful. trying to get away from your radio? is one we actually talked about yesterday. It was also on the list of the most annoying songs. This one is by Jose Feliciano. You remember that one, Feliz Navidad? This one, I don't feel like this one's very fast, but all right, I guess it is. None of these are matching the beats per minute. Well, where's your metronome? What is that clicking sound? Is that the... Yeah, what is that? It's my handmade metronome. Oh, it's smoke. I'm twitching. I'm like, what is that annoying clicky sound? <laughs> is it me? Because I'm, I'm, I'm in the Christmas spirit. I love Christmas. I love the lights. But these songs are just wearing on me lately. Probably because they're 100 years old and they've been around they forever. They keep playing and playing and just... Uh, number two was All I Want for Christmas, which was number one on the list of the most annoying songs yesterday. I don't care. This one apparently is 150 beats per minute. No. Nuh-uh. I could see that. It could be. Maybe. Oh, yeah. She still looked kind of good when this came out, though. Mm. She looked great. That's a shame. Yeah. That's a real okay. shame. And then number one was Frosty the Snowman. I did not know Frosty the Snowman was 172 beats per minute. This is the number one accident causer in America. The snowman was a jolly happy soul. Do the beatbox, come on. With a corn cob pipe and a button nose and two eyes made out of coal. Frosty the snowman there you made go. the children laugh and play. Were they surprised before oh, their eyes? God, stop. But I'm we got to be careful. Stop. Because grandma, it's, if grandma's driving and she's listening to any of these songs, oh. beware. Oh, no, please. Not Bless this her. again. Grandma got run over by a driver Listening to Mariah Carey <laughs> At 150 beats per minute Christmas songs can cause fatalities <laughs> Listening to Frosty the Snowman Makes you crazy on the road You'll get into a collision Singing about Rudolph and a shiny nose. Feliz Navidad is risky. Cause the tempo is too fast. Rocking round the Christmas tree. 
and Jingle Bell Rock could cause an auto crash. Grandma got run over by a driver. Stick to Silent Night and drive slowly at 150 beats per minute. Christmas songs can cause fatalities. I know, it's crazy, right? Crazy talk. Ready for some stupid news? You must think I'm stupid. Now, here's Rick Jill and Smokestack. What is going on in the Northwest? I, you know, this is a study I want to propose here. Is liberalism weather-related? Seriously, because um, if you look at the cloudier, more gray atmospheres in the in our country, like Seattle, Portland. What about California, then? That's a good question. That is true. Oh, well, you yeah. got San Francisco that's very foggy for a good part of the year in the morning till around noon or one, hmm. so maybe. But uh, some just strange stuff. So the city of Seattle has rethought its plan to add a children's playground to a nude beach. Wait, what? Denny Blaine Park is well known as a nude beach that sits on the shore of Lake Washington and a safe space for the LGBTQ++ PVCRCA community. Under state law, nudity isn't illegal unless that nudity crosses over something obscene. The concern came when it was asked, who would make the call as to what is considered obscene? Good question. And could the playground then be weaponized against the nudist community when families start showing up with their kids? Seattle is now looking for an alternative and a more suitable location for the park. You think? You think? Whose idea was it to put it there anyway? That person needs to be smacked. <laughs> yeah, what, what's going on here? I propose we put the playground inside the nudist camp. Strange. Dumbasses. Man has been nabbed after allegedly stabbing one employee and punching another at Panda Express because the food wasn't any good. Well. (laughs) Got a point. (laughs) I don't know what else to say. (laughs) Guy's name's Philip. Jason Loon's 2020 Volvo XC90. Oh, God, when I was in college. Oh, boy. No, no, when I was in college, we're guys. Every guy, I got a Camaro. You know, my friend got himself a a vintage Corvette. What? Uh, Another friend of mine got a Mustang. No, not not new. They were brand new. Not in high school. This was in college, UCF. Okay, gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. But you know, we were all we were all in our second year of college. Uh, Actually, it was a junior already, and uh, you know, we had part-time jobs. I was spinning records. I would go out and spin records and get drunk and get $600. It was great, so I could yeah. afford a $150 car payment, which is what it was back then. I was able then. to yeah. get a horseless carriage myself. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, we're my friend, my best friend gets a Volvo. Do you remember what Volvo was like cars out there. in the 80s? Yeah. It was, it was a big box with wheels. It was a huge box with wheels. The wheels were so small compared to the car, they kind of disappeared underneath the big squareness of the car. Are Swedish or something? I was like, dude, what are you, a dork? Where did you get? And he bought it new. He was like a Volvo. Well, and it was cream colored. Ooh. Ooh. Well, well, what color well, anyway, the point is nobody would ride with him. Oh, hey. Y'all get so, a wreck. So he He's went. Good. So about two years later, we see him pulling up on a Dodge Charger. <laughs> was, Those are nice cars. Yeah, no, he liked that. Was good. Anyway, so story here: Jason Loon or Lou, 2020 Volvo XC90 has state-of-the-art remote features such as the ability to start and stop the engine and unlock and lock the car from an app on your phone. But if he wants to keep the app, it will cost you $200 a year. I went through the same exact thing. I got this Jeep here. You see the one on the parking lot? Uh Anybody want a Jeep? I'm ready to unload it. I'm ready right now. I'll wash it first. (laughs) Yeah, you see, I love cars and I take care of them. This one, 
Yeah. Well, I mean, it's a Jeep, Why? isn't it meant to kind of no, like just, get dirty? No, I'm just very upset with it. So <laughs> it it uh, had the remote start. It had the um, uh, key lock. Like if I didn't lock my car and I came up here, I could go on my phone, just lock it. I could blow the horn if you I see somebody in my car. You say had as if it doesn't have it anymore. It's not anymore. What do you mean? I didn't know. So so my last truck, everything ca- that came with the truck, and you didn't have to do anything. Of this course. car, it stopped. A year into it, it just stopped working. I'm going... Did the app break? Did the what car break? What's wrong? About? What's wrong with the car? It doesn't break. It can't start it. Can't open the doors. Can't lock them. Can't blunt the horn. Can't do There's all kinds of things. Turn them. Nothing. So all of a sudden, I get a notice from Sirius XM. I'm like, what is this? I don't want your service. Your, yeah, I don't want Sirius Your music sounds horrible because you thinned it out so much. And then all of a sudden, I find out, no, they're in charge of Uconnect, which is what makes that work. So I called him. I said, dude, you turned off all my crap. What's going on here? Oh, it's $159 a year. What? It isn't even the price. Just that it pisses me off that I have yeah. to subscribe. To something you should already be yeah. getting that you already had and then they took it away. Subscriptions are shifting into overdrive in the auto industry. For certain Toyota vehicles, the remote start option becomes at a price of $8 per month after the free trial. $20 a month for enhanced cruise control. Yeah, what remember the hell? BMW started doing this with their new cars. Like, oh, yeah, it comes with a seat warmer, but if you actually want to warm your hiney, it's going to cost you X number what? dollars a month. Screw you. Keep your we car. Just did the, what was the story we just did where the, the uh, pregnant woman gets carjacked and oh, they yeah. won't use the GPS function because she don't pay for it mm-hmm. and the guy's like I'm the cops though we're looking for the car They're like yeah I don't care she didn't pay sucks to suck and then hung up what is this what's enhanced cruise control what does that mean it's, it's cruise control that you don't have to use your foot for you don't have to use your foot Anyway, so Alistair Weaver, editor-in-chief of Edmunds, says automakers are counting on the new revenue stream to pay for expensive transitions to electric cars. I don't want your electric car, and I don't want you charging me $600 a year to, for the... I, I, I don't, they headli- do it with everything. The headlights won't come on. Oh, I'm sorry. That's an extra $49.95 a year. Because you need to have it to drive legally. Yeah, screw you. I'm kidding. That part doesn't really exist. But I'm sure it will at some point. But did I'm, you see at the bottom of that, it says how many people would be willing to pay for a subscription for their car it's like 60 something percent and that's why they you, do it what are you people stupid exactly. what are you doing no don't buy the car we have the power mm-hmm. there's more of us than there is of them amen yeah get ready for the latest revolution in automotive technology the volvo subscribe the first car in its class that is exclusively subscription based welcome to the volvo subscribe please insert your credit card to pay the eight dollar car starting fee uh okay <laughs> Let me just back out of this parking space. Please authorize payment for your $10 reverse fee. Ugh, fine. You'll love the convenience of the Volvo Subscribe. Uh-oh, I need to put gas in the car. Please authorize payment for your $60 gas cap removal fee. Oh, come on. The Volvo Subscribe. Oh, no, I can't stop. Where are the brakes? Please authorize payment for your $200 brake usage fee. No! Test drive one today. The Rick's Daisy Morning Show with Jill and Smokestack. All right, five more minutes and we should probably put a stop to this, right? On 105. Nine Sunny FM, Rick, Jill, and Smokestack. Having fun with the world gone crazy. Sunny update brought to you by Fair and Fair. You know, I just realized something that I see you two clowns more than I see my own wife. Yeah, isn't that mm-hmm. terrible? I was thinking the same thing the other day. 35 hours a week, I sit. Just imagine this, okay? Just imagine that you are at home and pick somebody in your family that you like. Mm-hmm. Imagine if you had to sit across from them at a table 35 hours a week. A week. 35 hours. You get to look at my mug for 35 hours a week. Should I start putting makeup on? I'm 35 <laughs> hours a week. Bless. You okay over there? Yeah, yeah, no, no. I'm just <laughs> just thinking about vacation. Yeah, that's a shame, isn't it? <sighs> yeah, but as soon as he's 
three days into vacation, be like, what are you guys doing? I miss you. No, not even three days. It'll be like the day after, like by Saturday, maybe Sunday morning. He'll be like, oh my God, I'm so bored. I can't do this. Yes. I'm going to go in Monday by myself. I don't care if you guys are coming. Yeah, those family. I got to get out of here. What are you guys doing? <laughs> Anybody want to play? All right, Zelensky arrived with his handout again for $61 billion. I'm over this guy. Let me tell you what's going on here. I mean, I, you know, whatever. Uh, Putin, take over the world, blah, 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 all that stuff. Oh, guess what they're doing now? They're threatening us. Thre- our, what? our government is threatening us, saying that if we don't put up, if we don't give them more money and make this $250 billion, our children are going to die. And here's what you do. Stop paying your taxes. Again, if we all just stop paying the taxes, now you're actually going to have to print that money. Yeah, Zelensky's over here because, okay, here's what's going on. Eight million. I I wonder if this even makes an impression on anybody anymore because you've heard so much about it. Eight million people have come across the border illegally. Eight million. It's on purpose. How come they ain't paying? Yeah, we're paying a lot of money to protect their border, but we're not doing anything to protect our own. And all the people that are coming in ain't paying neither. We hire... And send agents, officials from the FBI, from other law enforcement agencies down to the border. We hire more Border Patrol. And what do they do? They're playing Uber driver for illegals. Mm -hmm. They take them here. They take them there. Take them to the hotel that they're getting for free. Take them to the bank to open an account with the $2,200 we just gave them. And the $1,200 subsequent dollars we give them every month. All that. So that's what's going on at the border. Now, um... I'll get to this in just a second, but there's 8 million people. And if you don't think that changes the demographic of this country when it comes to elections, you're kidding yourself. This isn't about compassion. This isn't about changing this country forever. But a lo- Yeah, but a, a lot of immigrants, too, you'll notice, are starting to go back where they came from because they were sold a bill of goods and they get here. Remember the video I showed you? And they're, yeah, like, yeah. they're like, wait a minute. We got this, this, and this, but no disposable income? What if we want to, like, go do stuff? They're like... What the hell you think this is? Here's what you get. And they're like, well, I'm leaving. I'm going back home. They're like, bye. But then there's not enough of them leaving. So anyway, um, Democrat Chris Murphy talks about what's going to happen. You see, what, what we're doing is, and this is, I don't believe it's happening, just like I don't believe they're investigating Biden. The Republicans are claiming, and they're doing, they say, uh, holding the funding to Ukraine back. As long as in that bill, if they pass it, there's funding to stop the monstrous invasion we have at the border. Same way they held the money back from Iran? Okay. Right. So Democrats are saying, well, this is, you're just, this is the end of the world, democracy and the kids and the wall. I think this is one of the most dangerous moments that I've ever faced in American politics. And I wish Republicans weren't holding Israel aid and aid to Ukraine hostage. What they wanted to do, this is how clever they are. See, Democrats, I got to give it to Democrats. Very clever people. Very clever. Marketing skills out the ass. I mean, they're very clever. They wanted to marry Ukraine and Israel because they knew at the time, this is this is a few weeks back when everybody was behind Israel. Mm-hmm. There's still mo- mostly people, most, most Americans are behind Israel, but they're not behind Ukraine anymore. They're 41% now only behind Ukraine. But they wanted to marry the to because of the waning interest in Ukraine. So they would have to pass the entire bill as one. So it would be funding Ukraine and Israel together because who's going to deny Israel money when what they're going through, et cetera, et cetera. Very clever, mm-hmm. you know, but then the Republicans stood up, which they should have. They should have done this a long time ago and said, hey, no, 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 no. We're going to separate the bills. We'll give Israel the money they, they need because Americans back that and Mar- Americans do not back Ukraine any longer. We're going to hold off on that. If you want the $61 billion for Zelensky, who keeps coming over here with his hand out and he's unappreciative, then you have to steal the border and that's going to cost money. So you fund the border, our border, and then you can protect Israel's border and Ukraine's border. I think it's fair. Will they stick to it? 
I doubt it. But this guy is saying this is the end of the world. To the resolution of immigration reform, we are not going to put Donald Trump's immigration policies into statute. We're not going to do that. That would be bad for the country. Yeah, because the Remain in Mexico policy worked out so badly for us, didn't it? They had to stay there in Mexico and prove that they that they uh, you know were capable of getting asylum here mm-hmm. before they came over. Gee, that sounds so unreasonable. Really? That's crazy. The other thing was they would have to apply to come in our country in their country. Uh, Okay. Isn't that crazy? That's nuts. If I want to go to another country, don't I have to be here and apply for it before I go there? Apparently, we're the only country that doesn't require that. This is a crisis moment for Ukraine. Uh You see, everything with Democrats is a crisis. Remember Jane Fonda. I always go back to that. Always go back. When COVID hit, she was like, this is an opportunity for liberals. This is this is it. This is your chance. People mm-hmm. are dying, but who cares? We get to seize power. Total power. So anyway, go ahead. Tell us about this major crisis, Mr. Murphy. This is a crisis moment for Ukraine. Um, Ukraine is running out of ammunition. And if we don't solve this in the next few weeks, Vladimir Putin is going to have an opening, an opening to march through the Ukrainian lines to make a move on Kiev, threatening all of Europe. So this has to be resolved right now, which is why Republicans have to be reasonable. Reasonable. Because you see, reasonable means, if you look at a dictionary, it means agreeing with Democrats and doing whatever we tell them. That's reasonable. (laughs) Look, look, it's the new Webster's definition. It's not me. (laughs) Why can't we just stop giving them money? That's what we're talking. Well, that's another problem. He he wants another 61 billion. Meanwhile, the the big secret, the big dirty secret nobody's telling you, Ukraine is falling backwards. Everything else, everything they said they were going to do with Russia, it's not happening. Now, soldiers in Ukraine, brave people. Zelensky at one time, I was like, yep, go, go, you go, dude. But at the same time, now people losing interest. Young people in Ukraine are like, okay, this is not working out. Right. Now, the the funny thing about this particular war is who's going to give up first because their population is going, yeah, this isn't good for either of us. Mm -hmm. Because originally Putin told his people, oh, Ukraine full of Nazis. And there is some truth to that. But no, they're not invading Russia. And the Nazis aren't truncing across the, the, the plains of Europe and Asia just because, you know, like World War II. No, that ain't happening. They'll so, both find a way to blame America. Right. So uh, there we are. Now, there's, there's another interesting part to this that nobody ever seems to mention. Could you imagine that a foreign power comes over here every year and kills 108,000 Americans and we don't do anything at all? Nothing? We just turn our heads and just keep going about our just daily business? Yeah. Okay, so we hit a new record. This year, last year, the numbers are in. 2022, 109,699 people died, including my son, from fentanyl poisoning. Wow. 60% of those died not knowing they were taking fentanyl. Yeah. It comes in all kinds of pills that you think are real. You know, Xanax, which is, you know, something that's almost harmless. I mean, Xanax. Uh, Laced with What were the other right? ones? There was all kinds of pills that were just pills for whatever. Xanax Anxiety. Not harmless, though. No, not harmless. But you know what I'm saying. Yeah. They don't kill you like fentanyl. A little thumbnail full of fentanyl kills you. If you're taking you. a Xanax, you're not expecting to have the effects of well, fentanyl. It's Well, it's the difference between, like, fentanyl and carfentanil. Carfentanil is a slightly different analog that, yeah, one speck of that will drop you dead. Fentanyl, that's like the thing that like Prince used to get patches of and put on his back that he'd get from his doctor that he'd pay off. It's not the same fentanyl you get in the hospital when you're going in for surgery. Anyway, March 2022, 12-month drug overdose fatalities reached their highest record in the the United States ever. An estimated 109,366 adults died. In 2022, there was 21,156 reported cases of murder. So think about that. Murder. Homicide negligent homicide and manslaughter. If you add all those together, it's 21,156. That's a quarter of 109,000 dead from fentanyl. But yet, 
Oh my God, this country is full of murders in Chicago and New York. It's all murders in Detroit and Baltimore. I we got to do something. It is, but it, that nobody wants to talk about the fentanyl because it's coming across our border and then that would mean they'd have to close the borders and we can't have that. Mexico, China makes the fentanyl primarily. Mexico is the way they come mm-hmm. and, the thing, and it comes through other places too, but mostly through Mexico, through the ports of entry. And we don't have the personnel to go through every single envelope, luggage and case and box that comes through. So there you go. Here's the DEA. If you're able to stop one way um, of fentanyl getting into the country, how do you combat an emerging route that may appear? That's the hard thing. What's wrong with her voice? Is it me? Was there something wrong with her voice? What is that? That's so annoying. That's the hard thing. Traffickers have established routes already, and they're using those same trafficking routes. The southwest border of the United States is porous. There's thousands of miles of border. Thousands of trucks pass every day. There's millions and millions of parcels coming to the country every day. You can't search them all. And the traffickers know that. Back to her voice for a second. Hey. What? What is that? What was that noise she makes? Is that something? Something wrong with her? Hey. Why? Yeah. Are are journalists not taught to enunciate their words and speak with confidence anymore, or they just cower? This is a girl thing. This is the girl at Starbucks. I'm a girl. I don't talk like that. No. How would you like your coffee? Route that may appear. What is that? That's really strange, don't you think? Yeah. Route that may appear. Yeah, there's a there's a girl in the news that talks like that as well. And I thought, where is your manager or your editor or whoever is in charge of you saying, hey, did you go to school for this? Do you know how to speak? Like, what are you doing? Why are you Around talking like that? Why are you? Okay, go ahead, play it. Why are you talking like that? Why are you talking like that? Because this is my voice. This is my voice. No, it's not. I heard you talking a minute ago. I know you don't talk like that. Neither do you, because nobody actually talks like this. You choose to talk like this, and today I chose to talk like this. Pretty f***ing annoying, isn't it? Wrath <laughs> that may appear. Oh, my God. Anyway, back to the story. Sorry to take you off the beaten path there and, and go off on a dirt road somewhere, but I just couldn't. What, what, is, what is that? Something wrong with you? you That's called, we're going to get people that are just out of journalism school that probably weren't really taught a whole lot, and we're going to pay them less, and then they get what they pay for. We're not going to pay the big bucks for the actual journalists anymore. Okay, I lost interest in the story. But basically it is, is that... Fentanyl is killing four times the amount of people that get killed by homicide in this country. I believe country. it. And nobody cares because of exactly what I just said. And we don't do anything. And it's nope. tied to the Ukraine bill. And now Zelensky's over here begging for money. And that's going to be all over TV tonight how we're pieces of crap because we won't give them the money. So, And then, of course, we'll give them the money. The borders will be open and more people will die. Not in, not in Ukraine here. And we don't care about our own country. We right. don't care about the people in it. Right. We don't care about our own border. But exactly. as long as Ukraine is safe, that's all that yeah. matters. As long as Israel and Ukraine's border is good, we're cool. It's like I feel the same way about how it's like how, what Gavin Newsom did with California. Screw the people of California. But as long as the president of China is happy when he comes in and it's nice and clean for him, screw the residents that are here that actually pay the taxes. I'm not going to do it for them, but I'll do it when the dictator comes to town. That's See? what matters. And what is your one power you have? Oh, God, here we go. Stop giving them money, man. They can't arrest all okay, of us. Okay, I'll tell you what. You go first. Uh, fine. <laughs> what do you have to say about that? Route that may appear. Okay. <laughs> Telling you, I mean, it, it, I mean, if you guys are happy keep continuing to give your money to that stuff, then I guess we should still do it. But like I'm saying, if half the country just stopped, I guarantee you they'd listen. Okay, we're running real late, so I got to get right to it. Let's go to uh, let's go to uh, everybody's favorite. Okay, so one guy said he liked it, so here we go. It's stuff Rick finds while surfing on the internet. On the internet, on the internet, he may spend too much time on the internet, but he finds something strange and new each day. Oh, God, I'm 
torn here. Which one to play first and which one to play last? You want to go with Pitbull first? I guess that's pretty pit generic. Good. I like the Pitbull. The Pitbull is Pitbull. He's talking about, you know. He's at his concert saying this to his all of everybody there that paid for a ticket to see him, which I he's got cojones the size of. Yeah. Many generations uh, from my generation, but uh, same, same, um, 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 what's the word? Uh, you know, feel the same way. I mean, uh, I remember that my parents were commies, so I can't point to they them. They came from Cuba? Yeah. But my other family, the majority of my family escaped. My family came here willingly in 54, so the other ones escaped, and the stories I heard were constant for, mm-hmm. for like the first 15 years of my life. That's all I would hear. Yeah. How it happened. Well, that's what Pitbull's parents are from Cuba. Yeah, and, and uh, later on, but Pitbull's parents are from Cuba, so he had this to say to all you haters. To whoever the doesn't like the United States of America, may God bless you. Or we'll you at the same time. <laughs> If you don't like the United States of America, go back to the countries that we the f- from, and you'll see how much you appreciate the United States of America. Amen. I agree, man. I think everybody should spend, if it isn't two years in Congress, you, you should have a choice. You spend two years in Congress getting paid what you get paid now for whatever you do for a living. You go and you serve for two or three years, maybe four in Congress, and then you can go home, and you don't get uh, medical for the rest of your life and retirement benefits at the same level they had in Congress. Or the other choice is you spend a year in North Korea or Cuba. I'm going to pick Congress. <laughs> exactly. I'm telling you that right now. All right. So uh, let's see. What if people were honest? The people who own these big companies, uh, the big fast food joints, what would, what would happen if they were honest about what they're serving you? If they were honest about their food, what would the commercials be like? Hello there. I'm Roger. My last name is Horton, and I'm here to tell you all about Horton's ground-up corn and rice with salt. But you already knew that, because we've spent billions of dollars advertising our edible fat shavings to kids. Our hydrogenated oil sponges are made of the freshest additives and come in a variety of flavors and shapes, like a circle, or an oval, or a cone, or a hyperbolic parabola, or whatever shape you'll buy. It's fake food, so we can make it into whatever you want. Here, how about this? We put them all together, because it doesn't actually matter. Nothing will stop you from eating food that's so processed it no longer contains any ingredient that resembles actual food. (laughs) You'll also need about three times more of it to feel as full as if you'd just eaten an apple or something your body was meant to actually process. That's fine. Isn't it also people's choice and like it's a choice of what you put in your own mouth and maybe your own responsibility to know what you're eating? Yeah, Yeah, but also at the same time, like how much choice do you got? How many food companies are there, Jill? I know, but I can go out there and go, hey, this processed whatever it is like that and go, that's probably really bad for me and read the package and choose whether I'm going to eat it or not. Yeah, but even your vegetables. See, I can direct this to my own family and that way it won't offend anybody. But most of them, don't even if I said point at processed food. They don't know. They don't know. And you what took them to You said where to. Pro- they don't know. Really? They don't know. They might say something like, "Man, maybe the, maybe the kielbasa or something." They, they don't that's know. That's pro- you don't know the difference between a whole food and a processed food. Yeah, yeah but even then, like the stuff that you think isn't processed is processed. Is processed. Everything's you know, just you about know, everything's like your processed. Your tomatoes are dyed. Your meat is dyed. But Half then, of that stuff is genetically. But then you have uh, to make altered. a decision of choosing what's the, the lesser of two evils. But I mean, I can tell you right now, even if your tomatoes died, a tomato is better to eat than a bag of processed potato chips. Yeah, but I mean, look at look at the price of uh, you know orange juice versus soda. Which costs more? Depends on what you get. 
I mean, orange well, juice definitely orange. costs more than soda. And guess I mean, what doesn't cost restaurant. more than sodas? Oranges. Go home and squeeze them. Make a glass of orange yeah. juice. Not that hard. Yeah. yeah, but those are pretend oranges that Monsanto has genetically altered to make a certain <laughs> what you, way. What do you? I can't grow a crisis garden in my yard. I'm sorry. <laughs> I mean, but that's real food, though. Like yeah. when you go to another country, gosh, this tomato tastes better than anything I buy. It's that's true. It's real. It's true. No, even the bread in France that was amazing. Well, also because we our rules here, half the stuff that we allow in foods here, whether it's processed or not. Half the stuff that's allowed in our foods is illegal in other countries. Oh, yeah. And that's that's but, the hard part. And you know what would make them stop doing that? What? If we stop buying the food. But we don't. But we don't. It's just no. like the taxes. <laughs> All right. So explain this one, Jill. This lady's demanding pronouns in a song? So, yeah, she was doing a song talking about, you know how the term is preferred pronouns? If right. you identify a different way, you'll say, my preferred pronouns are she, her, my preferred pronouns are they, them, or whatever, however well, you identify. You call yourself that all day. Right. So, she was talking about her preferred pronouns in a song, and a guy had a response to it. My pronouns aren't preferred. They are mandatory. Okay, how the f*** am I supposed to know when I'm only meeting someone on the go and I'm not allowed to guess by how they look or how they dress or by what they got that's going on below? <laughs> See, on this topic, I'm a little gray. When meeting someone new, what do I say? Because if I have to start our talk asking if you have a <laughs> then you're not my kind of person anyway. Just one more little thing before I'm gone. Respect is earned. It's not demanded in a song. If you want to be a she or a they is or a z, good for you, but you can't make me play along. Wow. <laughs> and finally, Family Guy. Today we address society in a nutshell. Yeah, this now this was actually if, if it tells you where society's gone, this was from a Family Guy episode in 2017, but it still holds very true today. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm here today to apologize. Why did you say ladies first? That's sexist. Gentlemen and ladies. Who says the man? Humans in the audience. I identify as a basketball. Humans and basketballs. I'm a parrot who mimics words but doesn't comprehend them. Humans, basketballs, talking parrots, and, and whatever else is out there. Whatever? It's whoever. All right, all right, just, just calm down, okay? Now you're tone policing us. That makes me uncomfortable. Anything that makes me uncomfortable in 2017 should be illegal. You know what? It's stuff Rick finds while surfing on the internet, on the internet, on the internet. He may spend too much time on the internet, but he finds something strange and new each day. The Sunny Update. The Rick Stacy Morning Show with Jill and Smokestack. Having fun with a world gone crazy. It's brought to you by All Electric Services. I feel like this social dilemma I'm about to read you is a Hallmark movie waiting to happen. Oh, for I've, sure. I've seen it in Christmas movies before. You know, you were living in a town, and it's the town you went to high school in, and you had a boyfriend all through high school, but then you got accepted into this college on one side of the country, and he got accepted to a college on the other oh, side of the country, and you guys split up, and when you go home for the holidays, you guys aren't together, but then mom and dad invite him over for Christmas dinner, hoping you'll rekindle your romance. Why would mom and dad do that? It's none of their business. Why wouldn't they ask first? That was just my rendition of a Hallmark movie, but it's similar to what's going on with this guy. This guy's name's Chris. He said, I think my mother just found a way to keep me from coming over for Christmas dinner. About six months ago, I ended things with my fiance. 
It's bigger than just a girlfriend. We clearly weren't on the same page about what we wanted for our future, and it was something we both agreed on. My ex was friends with my mom, and I think my mom took the breakup harder than both of us. Just because my ex and I are still on friendly terms doesn't mean I want to spend Christmas with her and watch my mom plot and plea for us to get back together. I want no part of it. Well, mom invited her over for the holiday, and it would be just the three of us. I really don't want to go now, but I also don't want to ruin my mom's holiday. I wish she would be more respectful of what's going on in my life. How do I handle this? Don't go. Did you see that app that's out right now? It's not an app. It's a um, video clip. It's a reel. You send it off to your kids. Let's say your kids are grown up and they have kids of their own and you want to see the grandkids. It's happening to me right now. But they go to they go to the in-laws mm-hmm. and then they plan on, because they're there, they get invited to next year's in-laws, in-laws. visit. Well, so then is, they never come to you? Right. Well, two years in a row. So there's a video you can send them. It's a guy and he's showing pictures like very hallmarky looking pictures of family together on the holidays. And then he narrates and it says, you know, uh, your parents, if they're 60 right now or they're 50, whatever, he goes, they only have 20 years left. And being that you only see them twice a year, that means you're only going to see them 40 more times before they die. Oh, 40 geez. more times. Oh, my and God. And if you live, oh, no, it's just, if you want to put some guilt on your oh. on your kids, that's gut-wrenching. send them that. So, yeah, my, my wife's very clever. She does stuff like that. She goes, watch this. <laughs> oh, my God. And she sends him the video. I haven't heard back. She hasn't talked to her since. Oh, really? Oh, no, I haven't heard anything. I want to f- I need closure on this. Can you go find can Yeah, you yeah, I'll find out. Tomorrow? She doesn't tell me anything. I got to interview her every day just to find out what's going on. Well, when you conclude your interview today, I would like an update for tomorrow. I will do that because she never, t- I'd say, you never tell me anything. <laughs> yeah, I do. No, you don't. I see Jill and Smoke more than I see you. What's going on? <laughs> Nothing. She's busy. She's selling her crystals. She's trying to make money so nah, she can you. Nah, it's being married 20 years. I know what that looks like. <laughs> Don't blame this on her. Nah, it's got her own, you know, it's like, you know, you know. So, what do you do when you come home? Do you he come home? He hides in the garage. That's why I'm going with this. Is that, do you, do you take a, do you make any kind of effort to be a part of her oh, life? Oh, yeah, pat her on the ass and say, what's going on? <laughs> Tell me. I don't know anything. Give me some gossip. I do. That's funny. And she's too tired to give me any gossip. Says, you know, it's just uh, nothing. Yeah, that's the problem. It's not like, not like you don't want to hang out, but it's you, you have opposite times where you're excited to do it. To do what? Well, you're gossip? like, hey, tell me the gossip. Oh, oh, oh. And she's like, ugh. And then the times when she's like, oh my gosh, I gotta tell you. Like, what? Yeah, and that's, that's when you just got home after, yeah. You're like, I'm in the middle of the thing. I, I have bad timing with that, too. Is it just our jobs or no? I will run into the living room and tell my husband something. I'll be talking to myself for 20 minutes, and I look over, and he's got his earbuds in yeah. his computer watching something that he's doing for work or for school. And I'm like, so I just talk to nobody. It, you know, it's you got to learn to be by yourself because, you know, even the people you love don't give a crap. <laughs> <laughs> they don't. I mean, my husband'll fake it really well. He'll he'll look yeah. at me while I'm talking. At I least. look concerned. Wait, look, look. This is my concern. Look, ready? What do you oh, think? Does that good. work? I feel like I've gotten that a lot. Rick, you got to listen to the story. Uh huh. <laughs> no, that have that's an everyday thing, and it's I didn't. I used to think it was funny. Like I'm like, this is funny. It's just part, but sometimes it's more exhausting. Because I deal with it here and at home. Nobody listens to me. So I deal with it everywhere of people not listening to me. Don't yeah, feel no. alone. Nobody listens to me either. You're <laughs> not alone. Full circle moment. I do the same thing to you. I'm not listening to you well, right like, now. Hey, did you get the story about the thing? And I'm like, yeah, yeah, sure. I got it, yeah. No, it's true. Literally nobody listens to me here no. or at home. Now, they say we're only one, right? Isn't that the the, the big uh, Middle Eastern religion thing? We're all one. Uh-huh. Well, yeah, how come you, I don't know what you're thinking? Because you're all one conscious experiencing yourself subjectively. Oh, okay. So I shouldn't have to ask you what happened today at the 
wherever. See, work. and that's the thing you get mostly from women going, I can't believe I have to ask you. You should just know. <laughs> no, my mom told me a long time ago, boys are dumb. You have to tell them. Uh, yeah, that's I, true. I give that speech all the time. I'm like, you know, I'm I'm dumb, but I'm easy to play. Because I'm I easy used, to manipulate. I used to do help the thing help you. for like a birthday or a holiday where you'd leave like the catalog out on the coffee table with the page uh, folded in. Work. Yeah, She's I'm like, like who no. left this out closed? <laughs> yeah. Now we're to the point where he's like, let me just take you to the store to do the thing, and you just get whatever you want. <laughs> My parents now, who have been married fifty five years, fifty six years. Holy crap! No, I know, and they've been dating since the seventh grade. My mom will just buy her own stuff, and she'll be like, "Honey, here's what you got me for Christmas." Oh, I like that. Oh, it's beautiful. <laughs> yeah, Look yeah. at me. Yeah. Exactly My wife's that. very generous. It just got a stereo system. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. For what? Well, if your wife had won Powerball, you probably would have gotten more than that. Do you remember the guy that won Powerball forever ago? I think it was like two billion dollars. Yeah. But he wound up getting what was it? Nine hundred something million. Nine ninety-seven. When was that? Broke? Yeah. When was that? This was... This was back in this, June, right? Yeah. Was, yeah, this is the guy that blew it all on the house. And I said dead or dead broke in five he, years. He definitely didn't blow it all because he's got $997 million. He purchased a house for $4 million, which is like pff, nothing for <laughs> $997 million. Yeah, but it probably cost seventy grand a month just to maintain. And then he bought a $47 million home for himself. That was his biggest How purchase. Many? So his biggest purchase when he first won for himself, he bought a house for $47 million. $47 million. That's so, an, He bought it uh, up in L.A., didn't he? Yeah, so he next got- to, Next to, come on, Kim, Kimmel. He bought next to Kimmel. That's the dude. So he's got seven bedrooms, 11 ba- Why do you need- a le- You want to know what happens if I have 11 bathrooms? I ran out of toilet up, paper and at least five clean of them. 11 bathrooms. Yeah, I got a new one every hour. It's got an <laughs> infinity pool. This one's in Bel Air. So that's obviously really yeah. expensive. So he just purchased his parents um, in California a house for $4 million, which is a Japanese-inspired home. A shack. And then <laughs> he got his brother something. I forget what he did. He gave his brother like two... I forget what he did. He did something with his brother. He was going into some kind of company with his brother to help yeah, him out with money Yeah, it's a new company called Cocaine and Hookers. It's <laughs> okay. classic, though. The, 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 suddenly good. a family member's got a good business idea. Yeah, I got this idea for vacuum cleaner, cigarette, and mayonnaise stands. That they're sounds gonna, good. They're going to be everywhere across the country. No, no, he's right. I'm going to invest. Me and my brother got this great idea. So he has only spent $76 million so far of the $997 million. That's nothing. That's all he's spent so far. Keep it for a rainy... Decade. <laughs> yes. I think he's fine. Well, that's um, good so far. Yeah. So this is the time of year. We only have about 17 days left in oh my God, 2023. That's it? Oh, God. I got to pay taxes. Yeah. I haven't paid my taxes either. Oh. Good for you guys. Now you're getting it. No, I'm, I'm happy. <laughs> no, I like, haven't you don't. No, like you I don't. Like haven't, I haven't withheld enough, man. I'm dead meat. No, same. That's what happened to I'm me. I'm dead meat. Well, yeah. tell him to ask Zelensky for the money because you're all out. Eh, maybe my intestines will explode and it'll be okay. Um, 13 days till Christmas. Let me ask you a question. Oh, God, what? I'm sorry to interrupt. It's, no, you're fine. Go ahead. So, so if you have all this debt, let's say I run up all my credit cards, I buy 10 more motorcycles and all that stuff, and I die. What happens? Don't your kids have to pay for it? I don't have, no, I don't have any kids. So what now? Who pays for it? Nobody. Angie? No. Why? What'd she have to pay for it? Mm-hmm. I mean, everything well, else. you guys are married, technically, that's... Isn't I don't the think eyes they go the after her. Do they go to, after her Do you for file the... your taxes together? Yeah. You think uh, they go after her They for... might have a case. Really? But she can't so, testify against you in court, which is good. So the motorcycle payment, they go after her, but they won't do anything. What are they going to do? Can't uh, they, they just take just the motorcycle it, back? Yeah. They can have it. Yeah, I won't be around. Right. Oh, yeah, they just repossess it. 
Are you trying to figure out how much damage you could do without harming Angie? <laughs> yeah, no, no, I'm just wondering, yeah, when, when I could drop dead. Is yeah, it, Rick's just smashing TVs on his way out. <laughs> no, I'm saying this, I'm holding back here. I mean, I could really spend every penny I got left and run up the credit cards. And Yolo. I'd probably go another couple of months. Well, call me before the Vegas trip. We'll make it happen. <laughs> Are you holding back now? I mean... Uh, yeah, yeah, I'm holding back. I'm getting a little nervous. For What are you holding back for? I don't you know. You can't take I'm, it with you when you go. No, I get that, but I have to have something to eat while I'm waiting in the waiting room. <laughs> you got 20 cats. <laughs> Eat them? <laughs> we have to eat the babies, didn't you hear? I know, it's crazy, right? Crazy talk. Now, stupid news on the Rick Stacy Morning Show. Somebody do something stupid! With Jill and Smokestack. Wow, I feel dumb. Congratulations <laughs> to a six-year-old. Her name is Xiao Zixian. Wow. She's nabbed herself the new world record for a female solving the Rubik's Cube. Oh, God. You know what's next? The non-binary first ever Rubik's Cube solver. Mm-hmm. Then the... How does she know she's non-binary at six years old? She did. It's no, I'm saying that joke. that's oh. next because now we've, you know, sequestered it to female solving the Rubik's Cube. Okay, but let's just focus on the big picture. The fact that she's six and solved a Rubik's I Cube agree, is huge. I agree with you. At the World <laughs> Cube Association Rubik's Cube International Open in Singapore... Oxion solved the puzzle in 5.97 seconds. I can't tie my shoe in that time. Never mind the Rubik's Cube. Do you see the kid who does it when he's completely blindfolded? Mm -hmm. How do you do that? By feel. These kids, we have to see what's going on. You know what? They're probably the aliens we always talk about. I bet you they are. That's what it is. I told you the story about a friend of mine that he knows how to do a Rubik's Cube. I think it's like 13 seconds. Maybe it's 16 seconds. I can't remember. It's it's a short amount of time, and he learned how to do it because he was grounded when he was younger, and his mother oh, took everything out of Kevin? his room. Yes. Yeah. His no, mother took everything out of his room, and the only thing he had in there was a Rubik's Cube. So he just sat in there all the time trying to figure out how to do it. Now he can do it super fast. Dude. Wow. Can you imagine working for the Rubik's Cube Association? <laughs> I'm the Rubik's Cube referee. It's very important. Honey, what are you, how was work today? <sighs> Dude, these kids couldn't get the cube to save their lives. I saw one kid peeling the stickers. I have to put them back on. That's what I used to do. <laughs> I didn't even know they were stickers. Yeah, Shows you how much I touched that thing. You put them back on and you go, ta-da! Wow. <laughs> Chill and they're all like mangled. <laughs> they're peeled, all the corners are rolling up. <laughs> all right, so uh, forget about looking young. Today's fashionistas are all about the greatest generation. This is true. I've seen a lot of this lately. Huh? Yeah, first we had the coastal grandmother fashion trend, which involved chunky um, cable knit sweaters, you know, with a big thick... Mm-hmm. And button-down shirts. But now trendsetters have their eyes set on Grandpa Core. Grandpa Core. You what? Which is more about sweaters, vests, vintage loafers, and tweed blazers. Oh, my God. Who's a whore? The the nod toward the elderly aesthetic made its way to TikTok with the hashtag PoundGrandpaCore. Or hashtag GrandpaCore. Smoke, you have a tweed blazer, right? Or is it corduroy? Uh... Do you have I a corduroy blazer? I, no. You know what's the worst? The sweater vests. Not the ones a button. I'm talking about the pullover sweater vests. Those with the, used with to the be plaid. all the rage oh, back in the day. God, it just reminds me of Goodwill hunting. I get itchy. <laughs> <laughs> I need something for my lumbago. The pain is killing me. Uh, it's killing you, my ass. He doesn't know the meaning of the word pain, Phil. I got a pinch sciatica. It'd make your lumbago look like ice strain. I love that movie. I got to watch that this year. <laughs> 
Strange dolphin in the Gulf of Corinth has developed an, an intriguing-shaped, hook-shaped thumb carved out of his flipper. What? Researchers from the Pelagos uh, Caesarian Institute spotted the dolphin on two occasions this summer during boat surveys off the coast of Greece. Despite the unusual appearance of its flippers, the animal kept pace with the rest of its pod and was even seen swimming, leaping, bow riding, playing with other dolphins as a normal dolphin would. But he's got a thumb. Well, he's very popular. All the other dolphins ask him to open their beers and he you just it's amazing i mean that's weird though dolphins it, are already smart you need them to have thumbs it's like in his flipper it looks like maybe he got cut by a boat or something oh, so and like, like maybe it. like the like like cats like the hemingway cats that have thumbs but they're not grabbing the doorknobs all right finally uh, smoke has an interesting intriguing shopping tip that i knew nothing about but i'm gonna look into it i i'm i've been looking at it because you see the ads all the time and it's usually for cool stuff you know, but what, it, what are you talking about? Have you ever seen the Timu ads? No. Oh, I have, and I, I saw people yeah. saying, "Stay away from this; it's a scam." Uh, that's what it looked like. It looked like Wayfair or something to me, where it's like, "Look, oh my gosh, it's a coffee table shaped like a jaguar, but it's ten dollars." You're like, no "See, I thought way. it was more like Wish, which I've ordered a couple things off of Wish back in the day. Some were fine, and some were like, "What the hell is this?" Yeah, it's Wish? like three by you know a, a five by seven rug, and you're like, "Whoa, a rug for this price?" And you and get it, you it's the size it, it's, of a coaster. Yeah, it's five <laughs> by seven inches, not feet, and you're like, "Oh, wait a second. And I thought it was like that. But I've had a lot of people go, no, 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 it's legit. Because I see a what lot of it? cute stuff on Timu. It's, it's like an Amazon, but it's cheaper. Yeah, and it's cool stuff, but it's like way too cheap or like it looks too good to be true. Like, look, I pulled it up right now. You can get a blanket that you wrap around yourself that looks like a corn tortilla. And it's a tortilla blanket. Now, that's fun. Rick, how much would you expect to pay for the tortilla blanket? $29.95. What, what's, the, what's the name of it? It's $7. What? T-E-M-U. That's what I'm saying. T-E-M-U. Because it's just very... Here you go, Rick. I found your Christmas present. Oh, my God. Look at these shoes. They're awesome. That's what I'm saying. Okay, hold on. Hold on. There's a baseball hat here that says S-Show Supervisor, and it's 3 bucks. Oh, I like that. Okay, hold on. Now, how much would you expect to pay for that at any other place? What is it called? T-E-M-U, T-E-M-U. No, no, no. What, what's the, what you just said? This, the... Uh, just scroll down on the, on the homepage. You'll see the baseball hat. Okay. Now, you'd expect to pay what for that, Rick? $10, $15? Yeah, 10 bucks. But on Timu, it's probably like 75 cents. I want the drunken gnome for my yard. It's a gnome, but he's drunk and his pants are pulled down and he's see? got a bottle in his hand. Isn't that <laughs> fun? Where are you seeing all this stuff? Just, did you go to T-E-M-U? Yeah, I'm on, I'm on Timu, yeah. Let me see, hold on. Yeah, look, I see I got all kinds of cool stuff. I got a I got a uh, beer bottle opener that's magnet. It goes on your fridge, but it's shaped like a giant zipper pull. That's fun. Now, how much would you expect to pay for an item like that? I don't know, twelve, sixteen bucks. Yeah, well, I got mine for eight dollars. Really? Now, see, because see, all the reviews, everyone's like, "Don't order from at, here," because. But I haven't received the items yet. Granted, I ordered them like two days ago. Now, but, but I'm nervous because it seems too good to be true. Well, the other thing is I see a lot of cute clothes on there, but I'm scared to order it because I'll wear it once and the whole the sleeve will unravel in the middle of me wearing it. <laughs> the dress will start to come apart. On so, another note, I got a one-piece celebratory Trump's 2024 revenge coin. It's well, a quarter. New from the Franklin Mint? Yeah. Here's a one dollar. Here's see, a, one dollar. Here's a Trump 2024 flag. It's humongous, and it's three bucks. There's a $7 drone. Oh, that thing's got to fall out of the sky the minute you launch it. Or or maybe it works, and it's just because it's directly from China that you're skipping the middleman. See, if you shop from here, then you're just buying stuff from China. But Well, that's the thing. I mean, 
half your Amazon stuff is probably people buying these things in bulk and then reselling them on Amazon this. to people like us that are too afraid to get the app that looks kind Here's of sketchy. Here's a sex doll for 55 bucks. Can't imagine what that's like. A sex Ooh, doll? Hang on, Rick. You have two gifts coming this year. <laughs> wait, wait. I want this. Electric winter waterproof warm gloves. $3. You should electrocute yourself. No, this is probably and, fine. No, here's why Rick can't shop from there. Because he'll buy the gloves and then he'll purposely try to electrocute himself <laughs> to see if the gloves work. Yeah, but I mean, okay. I don't know. It just, like I said, this is my foray into an app that normally I wouldn't get. But my first order is only, like I said, maybe 10, 20 bucks. Something I could part with if nothing ever showed up. What have it, you ordered from there other than that? Anything else? Other than the zipper pull, I got a couple gifts. Don't ask. Uh, some oh, sweatpants. Oh, we got stuff from Timu. I have a, uh, let's see, maybe an a blanket Apple here. Apple watch from, I mean, it's not Apple. That's it's, not an Apple watch. That's peach. a Willard. It's a peach watch What's for nine peach? bucks. See, look at this. This is a fun bag. It's shaped like a pea pod. $10. I'm opening a Peapod bag on Friday, aren't See, I? I don't, maybe. <laughs> I don't need another app on but my phone. But it seems sketchy, though, and I I don't know. I was nervous about it. You know what I'm buying a lot? I, I don't. I shouldn't do it either. It's, it's, I was just thinking, I'm going to put this app on my phone. I got, I got 3,000 apps I don't use ever, because yeah. on the whim, i just like, I got to have that. Yeah. See, some of yours look legit, but some of them do look sketchy. I'm like, what is this, Rick? He's like, oh, it's a charge of my cameras. It's like me, smiley cam. And I'm like, that's an app? <laughs> <laughs> Looking for smartphone apps you can actually use this season? Go online to the Not Totally on the Level app store. At nottotallyonthelevelappstore.com, you'll find apps like the Parking Space Finder. The hot toy locator and all that, but new for this year? The checkout scanner jammer. Huh, it says this giant flat screen TV is only $199. $199? No, $1.99. Sweet! Get your questionable smartphone apps from the not totally on the level store.com. Making your holiday season a little bit merrier and a little bit illegal since about a month ago when I figured out how to do this. The Rick Stacy Morning Show with Jill and Smokestack. It still baffles me that they've become so popular. Streaming right now on 1059sunnyfm.com. Leading Ladies, a concert in celebration of Women's History Month featuring Kelsey Ballerini, Megan Trainer, L. King, Christina Perry. At the King's Theater in Brooklyn, New York on Wednesday, March 20th. Tickets are on sale now. You don't want to miss this amazing night of music dedicated to uplifting women's voices. With Kelsey Ballerini, Megan Trainer, L. King, and Christina Perry. Odyssey's Leading Ladies presented by Olay Body. Buy your tickets now at kingstheater.com.